This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And welcome back to Scab Talk, everyone. Today's episode is a continuation of Wipe 14.0. All the cool stuff we are discovering. We're going to be talking about some interesting information that's come about some testing as well lots of unknowns very fun exciting time yeah it's it's pretty good it's 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 i've been enjoying the wipe uh, a lot me and my buddy's been playing we've been playing a lot <laughs> that's good it's that's good what level are you uh i think i'm 26 i just reached 27 there you go oh hey look at that wow. i'm level 26 so we're like right on track we're like right on top of each other <laughs> That's good. I'm like nearly level 27. I need another like 10k XP or something. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's yeah. good. Good time. Like my experience and playtime has been like rammed into the drop streams, as you might imagine. So like <laughs> usually, you know, I kind of like gradually do it like bit by bit. But I had like two, you know, 14 hour days or whatever, which was the reason this was postponed in the first place. Because the following day, I was just like, oh, I can't speak, and I can't really record my like even an eight minute video is hard for me to read out. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I scripted, I was just like, man, this is really tough. Like, um, I had one of them and I had to like retake every segment like four times because like my voice would crack or like I'd go like it, it would just completely cut out. And I wouldn't be able to say something. It was awful. It was just like I hate because I just hate listening to it back and it's sounding crappy. I'm just like, it's just it's not OK. Like a stream is sort of different because you can kind of just chill and vibe and people are like, oh, yeah, OK, your voice is busted. Like, fine, whatever. Um, But on a YouTube video, like, I don't know, it's just different. It's like the production quality, at least as far as I'm concerned, is should be higher because you know you have infinite time in the world to to make the takes. And interestingly, actually, on that topic, this is like a random side note before we start properly. But um, I'm I paid for eleven labs. I'm still yet to see exactly what the result is, but those were the people doing like the voice AI voice modeling thing. Huh. So you oh, know okay. where Veritas and Jesse had their like voices <laughs> superimposed over like Lincoln Park. Yeah. It's that software. Like at least I think that's probably the same one. Eleven Labs is probably the most well known. Um, but you, I like tried the free one, which well, it's not free, but it's like yeah, five dollars a month or something. It's like really cheap, and you can get their like their standard model of uh, of whatever. So you can either like type into it, and then you give it some samples of your voice, and then it will like read them out, or in whoever's voice that you'd give samples for, or you can read something and then give samples, and it'll like turn what you what the the audio was into someone else's voice also in audio. So it's either like text to speech or it's like speech to speech. It's like a, a sort of voice translation almost. Because my mm. idea was if I could, because I've got loads of audio recordings of me speaking normal. So if I could do that and then I either give it the script or I like speak in my terrible like raspy voice <laughs> and then it turns it into my normal voice yeah. then that'd be quite good. But the free model is like, I don't know because they're, they're presumably an american company like maybe it works better with like american voices i don't know mm. but oh, okay because for me yeah. and my accent in particular like it's it's 
it's, I mean, it's certainly understandable. Like, this, that, that's fine. But it, like, twangs into, like, South African and Australian, <laughs> depending on exactly what I was saying. It's just, like, really, it's definitely, like, it sounds mostly like me, but 10% of it is definitely not me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just really, really weird. So there is a slightly higher tier that you can go to, mm. which um, and they run their like actual AI, like proper model once a month. And you get like a custom voice that's, you know, bespoke basically. And I think that one's like slightly more, it's like $10 a month or something. And I was like, it's probably worth it because like the stuff that I do is like so dependent for me saying the words. Yeah. But it's probably worth having it as a backup, right? In case like something is busted. So if I can speak in like a you know scratchy voice, then it comes out normal. Because then then I get all the intonation. It's not like text to speech, right? The computer's like trying to figure out like how I want to say stuff. I can say stuff how I want to say it, but just in a you know whatever voice I am capable sure, of using. Sure. And then it can turn that into like my normal voice. And if it sounds good, then great. I mean, I'm testing it out. I'm not sure. So like I'm waiting for the next like run to happen before I can get that through and I can like give it a little try. So it's interesting. You give them like an hour and a half's worth of audio. So is it like a one-time purchase thing or is it like a subscription? It's a monthly okay. subscription, yeah. But like after you do the higher tier, then you have to wait for like the big run to happen for them to run the, the full model and get these like, you know, bespoke uh, speech model for yourself. Because gotcha, gotcha. then you can, it's like, um, it's like a little drop-down thing. So you either do like text or you give it an audio file and then you pick in the drop-down like what? model you want to use so i guess it'll be in there it'll be like there's a bespoke model of my voice mm -hmm. whatever i'll use it eventually rather than my you know strange commonwealth voice <laughs> that it decides to give me <laughs> it's really weird um so yeah that's very random but uh, uh on the topic of yeah losing voices and stuff but i'm pretty much back to normal now so it's okay it just it comes with this just the season in general right like two kids and winter and everyone's yeah, sick yeah. and then speaking for <laughs> two sets of 14 hours like within one week and i just it couldn't take it so that was that so um but yeah no it's, it's been all right so like i've you know obviously been cranking out the vids a lot but then played a bunch um not like every day because i did those two days but then i didn't i basically didn't play like friday saturday sunday and um played again yesterday so it was it's one of those things where it's like yeah i've had like much more concentrated time but then like i needed to spend full days doing other stuff because obviously couldn't do anything while i was like streaming all day did you stream on the final like open drops day no, I did on the first okay. one because it was like really early white, but then on the the last one I just couldn't because it was God, was it Saturday or something? I can't remember. Maybe Saturday. it was Saturday. Like that. <clears throat> yeah. It was either Saturday or Sunday, but I was like, nah, like A, everyone has it. Like it's not that yeah, it's not like really right. a, a thing that I feel like compelled to do. Plus I'm still resting my voice and I should probably take some time just to like take a break for a minute before I like burn out. Because I meant like, you know. You know, we're up like relatively early, like some days, but it depends on the day, right? You know, with the two little ones, like some, sometimes with the interrupted in the night at like 4.30 or 5, or whatever, like some, most of the time we're up at like 7, but it's still pretty early. Um, and I've been going to bed like, you know, 1.32, mm -hmm. like every day. So it's, it starts to wear. So I was like, well, let's just take, you know, take a break at the early night, like see the family and chill out and whatnot. So yeah, good for you, self-care. Yeah, so oh, it's important, right? Like you can, you just explode otherwise. So. So now we're kind of back on back on the normal track. Um, I think I'll probably still be streaming a bit more, but you know, I'm, I'm I prioritize the video stuff. So yeah, we're still going. But uh, no, it's good. We're still going to keep up the pace for the next couple of weeks. For a bit, yeah. I think it's because for me, the content is like e. It's like 
I'm not saying the content is necessarily easy, but the ideas are easy. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Like there's there's enough big ideas that everyone is interested in. I get yeah. That totally get that. The ideas fall into your lap. Like the implementation is the whole other half of it, but like the idea generation side is the most important part, right, of YouTube really. But in the wipe, it's just like a lot of the stuff is just given to you because you're yeah. like redoing things that people knew before but now are different. So it's and everybody kind of wants to know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like if you make a a beginner's guide on a map, like the veterans won't watch it. Like if you make a, a meta gun build, the beginners won't watch it. Whereas if you make a video about like how armor's different, like everybody watches it because nobody knows how right. it works. Like partly us as well, right? Like yeah. you know, I'm interested <laughs> too. Um so yeah, it's it's uh that's wild. It's good though. It's good though. I really enjoyed this wipe. I mean, this you can see it in the viewing figures, but I think as we said before, like people universally have enjoyed the wipe so far. I mean, there's obviously problems and stuff, but compared to other wipes, it's overwhelmingly positive from both sides, right? The, yeah. the Chad guys and the realism guys and the you know, it's like everybody's just having a good time. Like it's it's so it's so fresh and so new and there's like so much cool stuff that lots of people are having a good time. I mean, we're probably still, we're probably like just in the, on the brink of coming out of the honeymoon phase, I would say, probably about now, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a week or two, week, I mean. <laughs> yeah, give it a week or two and, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see how everyone's feeling. But I'm starting to see, you know, the cracks, people like, you know, grumbling about the armor system and getting, you know, left armpit and all, all of this, all of this stuff. So we'll see. But for the time, honestly, it's like the most successful wipe, I think, probably the BSG's ever done, honestly. Like there's more people playing the game than ever, right? Like the, the previous wipes people really loved yeah. was I mean the game actually the game had already had drops and was like popular then, but I think it's probably even more popular now just because it's sort of filtered into the mainstream consciousness and they have drops and it's huge on Twitch and you know, just just the thing. But yeah, I mean I could certainly see it in the figures yeah, for sure. Especially if the you know streamers, you know, are saying how good the wipe is, it's almost like a compounding effects with the drops and whatnot you mm. know, that yeah i think so and and um not even just like tarkov people it's like all the all the boys coming yeah, back anyone who game, ever you know I mean? touched tarkov once yeah yeah and everyone's coming back everyone's loving it like I, i've even seen posts from like what's his name like jake uh jake lucky or lucy whatever his name is and he was like oh, yeah. reposting summit being like he's been on that you know on the tarkov grind and it's like the summit's twitter is just like Live for Tarkov, live for Tarkov, live for Tarkov, huh. live for Tarkov, just like the whole way up. And um, you know, you've got like Drewski posting pictures going like, I just, you know, lo- <laughs> yeah, you know I, I just love guns. <laughs> yeah. And there's um, just, just loads of people right, who are like, you know, FPS guys who like play Tarkov, but they're not Tarkov mains. So it's part of their overall portfolio, but like they're, everybody seems to be enjoying it. And I think that has a huge impact on the community, just having lots of, lots of big voices saying it's great changes the narrative right um it's much harder to be negative in the face of a lot of like you know there, there is a lot of sway from the bigger creators for sure about the game feeling good and whatnot so yeah it's yeah it's a good sentiment right now yeah i think another good telltale sign is i've seen a lot of people commenting that their friends you know have like come back and played because of how good it's mm. they've heard the good news as well <laughs> and they uh <laughs> are also enjoying that good news update so yeah that's good yeah it's cool it's nice to see it's nice to see because it's a big bsg win yeah they... i don't think anybody was expecting it i think that's partly the thing everyone yeah. was just like you know 
LBSG L devs. <laughs> like that was just like the well, I don't the constant take, right? Which is like, yeah, you know, but like I don't think anybody was expecting them to pull out a win like this. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the skepticism, but yeah, I, and I think that largely just comes down to the recall. It's like the primary mm. way you engage with the game. Like, yeah, it's a survival game, but like often the way you survive is by <laughs> shooting someone else who's shooting at you, right? Yeah. So if that if that experience feels like much because before it's just so bad, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, it's it is super good. So. I mean, yeah. What do you want to start with? I mean, we could we could talk about recall if you want, like right away. Oh, um, right away. We're getting we into other stuff. <laughs> I don't mind. Like we could we could do. Well, maybe let's start then. We'll just do like a little quick segment. So there's something I wanted to do last week. But we'll we'll leave that for a minute then. Um, I wanted to like have a look. There was the uh, end of wipe stats. Do you actually have them up? Do I send you the? Pick? Um, yeah. Send me the pick, actually. Yeah. Because then you, you can put it hand. up on this. Yeah. There you go. The, the link to the pick it's quite it's very long it's a very yeah it's a strange format oh yeah classic uh <laughs> i think there was another one as well i think this was the most important one there were there were actually more i believe um maybe i'll look for that in a second but either which way this is like as church is probably going to pull up onto the uh onto the screen there's like the 30.5 stats which as usual it's like 60 percent usec 40 percent bear i think this depends on um it depends on like what region you're in as to what the skew is, because for me the skew is normally like sixty six, thirty four. Um, so I think it depends like where you are, because I just go and look at my kills. I mean, even this way. Oh, I see. I I don't have that. I don't have that many kills yet. I don't think, but mine is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think the the skew is slowly disappearing as time goes on. Um, I've only killed fifty two PMCs, so that but that's of those. Okay, yeah, so I'm fifty six percent usec this time. Mm-hmm. In terms of kills, which is actually quite interesting. That's like the lowest USEC percentage that I've ever had this wipe. I think like people like people keep expecting there to be like a yeah, bear update at some point. Like <laughs> Oh, the BTR is gonna work for bear only. <laughs> yeah, or like, oh, there's gonna be a faction on on shoreline that's <laughs> right. like bear friendly, and then it's just like not there. And everyone's like, oh bear, come on. Whereas like us USEX are still just enjoying lighthouse from you know, whenever. So that's kind of interesting. Um, kill counts, you know, loot extracted is sold through the wipe. Like it's kind of whatever. What even? What even number is that? <laughs> Million, billion, trillion. trillion. It's like one quadrillion or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it's like one point four quadrillion of, of loot, <laughs> which is pretty insane. Um, oh, extracted. That's weird. Extracted loot value one point four quadrillion. Sold loot value like fifty billion. No, sorry, 50 trillion. Honestly, that adds up. <laughs> you know how many screenshots I've seen people stashes or just like hoarding random junk? <laughs> actually, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Scab junk box is full of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the one that is actually kind of interesting is the top skills reached because mm -hmm. this gives you some insight into the player base um, because obviously we don't get any stats really. Like we have viewer metrics and we have like viewership and number of channels that are live from like Twitch tracker and things. But because it's not like a Steam game or anything like that, there's no like launch a stats right. or anything like we can't really tell how many people actually play but it is interesting that at least like through a full wipe 142,000 people get to max metabolism which is an <clears throat> easy skill to max but like you have to play the game a certain amount to get to level yeah, 51 right no. even just to max it out so you've got like at least 150,000 people playing like seriously yeah through a wipe cycle which is like i think that's pretty interesting um and you got like 60k and 40 9k people with max strength and endurance 
which is like people who are, I don't know, would you say they're like, they're kind of, oh, it's not like turbo sweats, but like you have to play the game quite a yeah, lot to get I mean, to max endurance and strength. They're like, like I didn't, for example. So, yeah. I feel like strength of endurance is like around like 50, you know, level 50. Whereas like metabolism mm. is kind of like, what, well, mid 30s maybe? Maybe. Probably. What mine is. I'm actually interested. Yeah. Because at level 26 for me, oh, mine's only 14. I've really not been, I've not been prioritizing it though. But um, I probably could push it up a lot more if I really tried. Because it'll happen. It's yeah. still like by far yeah. the highest skill. But uh, yeah, but like a strength is, an endurance is hard. You just need to play a lot of raids because of the yeah. way that the build system works, the diminishing returns, which is problematic. And I just tend to not play like enough raids to make it work. But um, I mean, it's, it shows pretty healthy player base. Like that was for 13.5, which was A, the short wipe, which I think actually was not a terrible one, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I think people quite enjoyed it because of the early access to like ammo and whatever. But even still, like it's pretty healthy player base in general. Um, there was another one. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, yeah, that okay. So that is the that is the uh, the other one that's interesting is if you go down a little bit further, this sort of tells you more about like there's all the guns, but in the Halloween event section, that also tells you something about the player base and the drop off, right? Because probably most people who are playing accept the quest just because you may as well. Um, and the Punisher Harvest was the ammo shortage event, and that was the fifty kills on factory, but only thirteen thousand people accepted the quest, and. Uh, with the after party, only 17,000 people accepted that one. So that's kind of, kind of shows, you know, yeah, you got 150,000 people playing through the wipe, but like right at the end, there's like a bunch of people who are just like not playing anymore. You know, like only 10% of the sort of the, yeah. the real players, you know, the people who've like played the game enough to get max metabolism, only 10% of them are actually playing the end event, which is quite interesting. Yeah, because this is like accounting for the entire length of the wipe, whereas it's like a small little snapshot of period in the wave yeah exactly exactly uh, and like yeah the toxin spill thing which is like twenty thousand people accepted that mm-hmm. one um that was the event that i missed that was the one where like customs river was poisoned but i was away so i didn't i didn't really engage oh with it. i didn't i missed that one that sounds kind of interesting yeah it was the one like the river was poisoned and then was it, like you, green you got that weird poison <laughs> effect on it no the river wasn't but you got like a, oh, a pain effect yeah I, I did. you had like the green that. on your green yeah i did like the very first part where you had to go and do like gas analyzer down by the river mm-hmm. um but like it was you know i was like four days late to it because i was in hanover so um and that's why we never <laughs> they ended up not speaking about it as well <clears throat> gotcha so we just mute tarkov because we're like random crafts completing in the background <laughs> um yeah so I, I don't know i think that's pretty interesting like and then there's a, yeah there's the bunch of gun stuff you know we know that the m4 is probably going to get used the most like the, they do it in a weird way i wish they'd like group them a bit better <laughs> Because it's like, you know, AKS-74U, AK-74M. Um, they're like, each one is its own gun. Which is, yeah. you know, a bit weird. But, you know, the, uh, was it, of the, of the carbines, the SVT in like <laughs> 12 million raids. <laughs> Sounds imagine. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, SVT, obviously, because of Punisher. But uh, what else? There was like the, uh, the armor and stuff. It's like, I, I was quite interested to see for armored rigs. I was interested to see that MMAC is like number two. I was kind of surprised that so many people were still using it. It's a good, like it was decent in 13.5, but... Uh, Where's that at? Yeah, it was... Oh, it's under, I see. It's the it second to last yeah, category. Yeah. That yeah, is actually it surprising. Into so it's like, so in the body armors, it's like Kora Kulon and then Packer and then Karund. Because it's like the two Tibi armors when you first start playing, yeah. which is like most people, yeah. and then everyone uses the Karund because it's the cheapest last five. 
Um, you know, helmets is like, yeah, Ratnik, SSH, and then LSH is the lightweight. But then, yeah, like, in, in rigs, it's like 6B3TM, which is no surprise, then MMAC, and then Wartek on turn. Quite funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's probably at around that <laughs> time period you could get the rat rig. Rat rig being so popular, yeah. sold out, that's probably the closest thing you could get. And it's about the same price. I think it was 80k yeah. or something in the last the last wipe. Um, so yeah, it's just like interesting few little bits of stats. I like looking through them because they do, you can glean some information from them. Like they don't tell you everything you'd like to know, but it's, yeah, especially about the player base, I think it's kind of, kind of cool to see. And when people say L dead game, it's just like, well, probably not. <laughs> especially not now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Uh, 6A1 was the, 556A1 was the most popular. Mm. And that was very much in part to it being pulled back to Peacekeeper 2. That's true, yeah, yeah. And, and with no quest unlock. So you basically just had to get to level 14 and spend the money with Peacekeeper, no tasks done. Yeah, that's and crazy. then you could just buy 5, 6, It was the wipe of 5, 6. It was crazy. Yeah, I also feel like the Ratnik being first is kind of a new... I don't know. Was the stats like this last wipe when they did the statistics? Because, I mean, historically, the, you know... <laughs> Steel helmet, it has another name, but <laughs> was pretty much the like go to helmet. But I feel like it's now shifted to the Ratniks because yeah. probably influencers patch, like you patch 0. 0.13 statistics. Uh, let's see. Oh, they did it in a slightly different format. So last time, okay, yeah, no, it was the Ratnik, okay. It was the Ratnik, and then the SSH Steel. What's ha, what's the gap? This because this one's fifty million versus versus twenty million. Same kind of gap. Uh, last time it was thirty six million versus twenty eight million. Hmm. Interesting. So it's widened. More people using the Ratnik than ever before. Yeah. And then the Ulac in third. <laughs> that's weird. But that's because thirteen point was incredibly long. So that makes sense. This stats kind of skews it towards yeah. late game. Yeah. Because it was seven months rather than 30.5, which is only four months. So the stats are skewed towards the early game because we had three extra months of you know the end game in 13.0. Right. And then 13.5 um, being the lighter updates. You know, there's like some gameplay changes, but as far as like new stuff, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, streets. I actually didn't think to look at the last set of stats until you said then because mm -hmm. That one's got top skills reached as well, which was 62,000 people with max strength in 13.0. Oh, okay. So a bit, a bit more. Uh, but obviously, it was a lot longer. Yeah. Um, the more people got to it. And then the, the, the end event from 30, the Terror Group Trail had 17,000 people. So about the same. You know, there's ah, yeah. only, only sort of 10 to 20K people actually like still invested in doing the end quests like when it comes around. It's, it's quite, kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I like stats. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. 
It's all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. <laughs> that you do. Um. So, uh, what should we do now? Should we, should we do? Should we do talk of TV? Yeah, we, just, can, like, we can breeze through random it stuff. Real quick. Talk of I TV. Didn't, I didn't we'll just breeze through it. Fast, so I'll be interested. Yeah. So this was this was talk of TV like Christmas special. This was mm. not like you know. Uh, it's like proper Tarkov TV. It was more just like Nikita drinking in the office <laughs> with a bunch of dudes like handing out presents, dressing up as Santa, and then you know chanting BSG BSG <laughs> with the team to like Russian hard base, which was pretty funny, I will admit. Um, but like he did say some stuff. It was quite, it was very long actually, mm. and uh, I had it on like two times speed while I was doing other stuff as well, just like to try and like glean and then go back when I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Um, but like he brought on a lot of like team members and stuff like that, which was cool to see. You know, giving a lot of credit to the the BSG family, which is nice, but um, there's uh, there's like literally like half a page of things, just individual lines that I even wrote down. So we could just like quickly breeze through them. So he said like Chronicles of Rizzi coming 2024 for sure. Uh, it didn't say exactly hmm. when, but he was like, yeah, that's going to come back. Like a new episode. Um, yeah, like okay. a new season, I guess. Oh yeah, um, right, right, right. Oh, that's right, because they ended on the cliffhanger with him getting into the arena or something. Like he got out of the trunk of the car. Is that how it ended? Uh no, there was another one after. Oh, that's that. right, because then he met that other guy, and they met, met the dude, Jaeger. and then they break out because he gets shot, right. and then he gets, and then he gets healed by therapist friend. Mm-hmm. And then I can't like it's been a while since I watched it. Actually, yeah. I can't really remember what happens at the end because they meet Gluhar, and then he gets Chip Schiller back or something, and then they go yeah. off to. I think that's about as far as it got. I think so. Well, it all got weird because they he met Jaeger, and then they just right, kind of like right. right over it, right? Which is really bizarre. So anyway, they're going to do a new one of those, which will be fun. I'll have to go and like, remind myself of what happened in the previous ones. Because <laughs> it has genuinely been a while since I, since I looked. Um, he also said that they are going to do this like visual re- overhaul of the game. New graphics, vegetation, the game's going to look beautiful, apparently. Um, I mean, I'm not, I, I, does it, I don't think it feels necessary, really, but like, they seem to want to do it. He's talked about it before, but, you know, it's... Uh, Interesting. And then I guess with that, eventually they're going to produce 1.0, which they're still focused on, as he said. They said they're close to. Oh, sorry. They're, they're... 1.0 is going to like close the game loop, is basically what he said. So, mm. you know, you, you start the game, you know, in a sort of like the, the way that they want you to start it properly for the storyline, mm-hmm. whatever. And that, you, and that you can officially escape from Tarkov with a, with a quest, which is part of the storyline quest. Okay. He didn't really give much details about it, except for, and I did hear Nolan reporting on this actually, because he said there will be no beta testing on the storyline at <laughs> all until 1.0. Um, and it'll all be on official release. And Nolan's take, which I agree with, is that they have to test it somehow with somebody. Like, maybe they do like an actual NDA, like you will be sued if you release information <laughs> or something, or like have a really super close group of people who are like trusted or whatever. Because, like, I just wouldn't want them to release it and it be the usual standard of, you know, things not working because that will happen. Yeah. And it will ruin it. 
you know, you, you get like partway through and a quest disappears and then you just can't complete the story <laughs> or something. And it's like, it's just good. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like it, they're just opening themselves up to a lot of issues, you know, um, with that. So but What are they going to do? They've, a, they've already nervous. sold a bunch of copies. It's not like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'm sure they don't want it to suck, right? Like, yeah, we, yeah. We know how they are. I mean, surely they have some form of internal testing if it's just literally the got one guy that programs it. <laughs> I mean, they do. They brought on the guy from the testing team on the show, actually. Oh, cool, did they? they? They had, like, more people in testing than they do in, like, backend. Okay. Which is... You know, they got loads... Of, I think it was, like, 40 people or something. But mm. the game is just huge. Yeah, I mean... It's... And, you know, you, you end up with 100,000 people getting it, and it's, it breaks in all sorts of amazing ways. Mm-hmm. And I also think that... You know, as uh, well, why do I even want to want to refer it to? Like, you know, we're we're not like better at testing as creators or you know um, people who play a lot. Yeah, we are just doing we're doing things in a different way. So because like because as as Nikita said on the podcast, professional testing is its own thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's like you know, you're like running um, you're like running bits of code and stuff to you know try like multiple combinations of whatever and like it's it's a it's a industry on its in its own right but that's different to you know veteran players playing i just i think that you can have both go hand in hand without it breaking right because like they obviously do all that every wipe and every patch and there's stuff that is wrong and that's picked up on by people who have experience who now know how things should go or at least like understand sort of the vibe of psg usually or like the feel of like what what is or what is it isn't intended um you know, it's like even this one, which people love, it's just like airdrops just aren't finding rate for no mm-hmm. one, like for some random reason. And it's just like, okay. Well, I mean, this stuff slips through all the time. So I think like they're probably trying to find, I imagine, um, and I'm probably speaking out of my experience zone here, but like they're probably trying to find things that, you know, crash the game and, you know, break it as opposed to sort of idiosyncrasies within like the Tarkov you know, universe of like, oh, right. airdrops are not finding rate. This doesn't really make any sense. Like, is it game breaking? Well, no. But it's weird and people notice, you know, just that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I just think that they're running a risk not having any testing. I mean, maybe they will do. Maybe it's just going to be like super under the radar and they'll invite some people in in like total secrecy. Um, like, because, you know, ETS <laughs> is like no knob, for example, but you can't talk about it. Whereas this may just be like actual, you know, under the, under the radar testing, I don't know. I was just imagining they they fly like Nolan, nice guy out, and he gets there <laughs> into the airport, and they throw him in a van, put a duffel over his head. <laughs> he's in like a <laughs> undisclosed hidden warehouse. <laughs> he's just on a chair and arms tied. It's like, all right, you're gonna play this game and find out. <laughs> give us your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, so there's so there's that. Uh, you know, they're still working on it. Um, he said about the terminal being the last map left. Uh, Nikita said that he basically dreamed of the day when they had one map left to make. Mm, yeah, and he was like, we're, "We're there." He was like, "We're finally there." He was like, "I actually never thought we'd really get here." Like, or we just he didn't imagine it. You know, yeah, which is kind of cool. But he was like, "We have one map left that we we want to do." Like, obviously, there's the other ones which they've kind of like pushed away. But terminal is like the last map before 1.0. And it's going to play more like a single player, is what he said. And it's the final location. Hmm. So 
Yeah, maybe it will be more like a Call of Duty mission or something. I don't even know. It sounds like there might not even be any other players in there. Yeah, that's interesting. Or something like that. I wonder if yeah, that which looks is a bit, like. bit in... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, he was taking feedback from chat about Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, from people being like, "There's too many players," you know. There's like too many people there, and he was like, mm, "Yeah, it could be. It could be balanced. It could be balanced." You know, maybe that's maybe that's fair. Um, because that was when he announced, because it's a bit of old news now, but um, we haven't covered it since our last podcast. But this is when he announced that right now it goes up to level 20, which you know, I always said was a bit of a mistake. But they announced that they were going to do what the sensible thing is and split it into pre-15 and post-15. There's going to be two instances of matchmaking. So if you're under level 15, you only matched against under level 15s. And you know, same for over level 15s so that you can continue to play. Because I think it could be quite a good like late game map. Yeah, honestly. it's like, not bad like a pvp map but it is outside because mm-hmm. people tend to play like what factory labs underground reserve like those kind of places for pvp because they're closed you know you're not going to get third partied from like a million miles away because that's what happens on other maps which is why people tend not to you know people don't go to sawmill to fight because you're going to get arse assed if you <laughs> you're trying to fight like cqb and do the chad thing but like ground zero is a bit more variable in terms yeah. of it's you know um, ranges and stuff so it could i think it could be quite good so yeah i was quite sad when we weren't able to play after level 20 right. but this is a good a good way to do it that both the beginner map and the sort of like end game pvp map cut sort of because it's only you know you're going to get people above level 15 after the update that is, that's this is not in yet they haven't actually implemented it so um we still can't play ground zero because we're too high level but um they will change it at some point which is pretty cool um and then yeah he reconfirmed that suburbs is dlc i still don't know what this means I mean, I, I could see it as in, like, you know, it's kind of like you buy uh, the EOD edition, except this is, like, a map, and, like, with that, you just, once you open your account after the the purchase, you get, uh, you know, the access to the map, and maybe you get quests that just populate the traders specific to that map or something, you know? I, don't, mm. I, I, yeah. I could see it, and, you know, it's a little, a little weird, perhaps, but I could see it. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the same for town, like, no one asked about Town, mm-hmm. but people were asking about suburbs and he said yeah it was dlc <laughs> didn't really give much away um arena unranked should be coming next year um as soon as possible and that they did finally send all the event all the invites out for arena so thank god that saga's over <laughs> um which is pretty interesting i mean there's like arena i've not been paying much attention to since the wipe yeah but uh, i played a uh I played one game the other day at the end of my stream because I didn't have enough time. I wanted to do like a you know a longer raid, mm-hmm. but I only had 15 minutes. And I was like, by the time I load in, I, it's going to be, I'd have to like really just like shift W through the whole map and I'm probably just going to die. So I'll just play some arena instead, which is good. Like it's nice to be able to hop in there. Like it still takes a bit too long to load into arena. But um, I know Veritas just brought out like a big video about, you know, changing arena and like some ideas he's got, which is cool because... I know that he's like more arena focused than he is main EFT focused, which makes sense. And that's kind of what arena was for, right? It's for the veterans who are like bored of the main gameplay loop, mm-hmm. don't want to spend hours grinding. You know, they play other games as well. They want to hop in and play Darkov style doing the PvP thing. So we'll see what happens. And they're doing lots of changes to it. And they he spoke as well about arena with the arena guy on the cast, just saying, we're going to change loads of things. This is the very first iteration. This is basically just get it out there like, feel have a feel for it see how it plays you know we're going to change the systems we're going to change the progression we're going to change this and that and the other there's like like load more maps coming then they've got yeah four more maps three new game modes um they're redesigning ranked and it's matchmaking changing like new presets they're going to do preset balance and all this stuff so 
We'll see. I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have like a solid idea of what they are going to do. Like, I, I did watch the Veritas video today. Um, I did about changes. And I kind it. of, I kind of like, like I'm not going to talk about it too much. But his like opening take is like, this game would probably be more interesting if it was like you know a, a Counter Strike style economy, like into round economy type game. But that's so different from what they have. I'm not even going to suggest anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was, I'm like, I kind of am in that same ballpark of like. You have to re- like overhaul the whole game, right? To make it like that, and it's just so different from what they've designed so far. Like maybe they'll do it, who knows? But it seems unlikely given the way that they've begun. And even then, I don't really know. at that point, you're like, you know, you're kind of just making a CS clone, but Tarkov edition, right? Kind of, yeah. So, so I, you know, I don't know how much. That's a bit weird. Hmm. Um. What else? Oh yes, and then in the first quarter, they want to link the base game to Arena. So, all right, yeah. How that will work, like normally knows. You'll be able to move money, I guess, and maybe I'll be able to get level three vitality without sitting in a bush <laughs> oh. uh, with barbed wire. Um, I can't build med station level three right now because I have got uh, a vitality of a one and three quarters at level twenty six, and I've had vitality. I've had med station three like buildable for ages. Yeah, because you've had a good but run to swipe. Because I, I had, I already was up. Like two, what was I at? I don't remember. I was like not halfway, but I had I had level two already. Um, so it took me about like an hour of grinding, and you know, in hindsight, mm-hmm. I did some things earlier in my stuff that was less efficient, but it almost killed me, Giga. Like I, th- I in fact, I did it, and then I like didn't play for like the next four hours because it was just that soul. It's so bad, yeah. Someone pointed out to me that there, you can get a point of vitality if you do ambulance. The problem with that, though. Yes. Because <laughs> I looked into it. I, I think I heard mm-hmm. that on your stream. I was like, oh, this is going to resolve. The problem with that, though, is that you need to complete the flash drives from Jaeger. Three flash drives. And typically, indeed, what you would want... To do that is through the Intel 2, and to get Intel 2, you need Message 3, and to get Message 3, you need Vitality 3. <laughs> it kills me. So it's all like, yeah, it's all like self-referencing, right? Yep. So you can't do any of them without doing one of them. <laughs> um, I'm still yet to find my second flash drive for Skier. So, you know, there's that. Um, so, if, yeah, getting all the way through all of that stuff, finding five and handing them all in yep. and then being able to do ambulance is very unlikely. So I think I'm just going to have to grind it again someone in chat was saying how do you always have such low vitality i always have three before i get to therapist it it's it's very much dependent just upon your play style right yeah. it's like depends how you play and like this wipe i've played almost in like a weird rp kind of like super stealthy like <laughs> and not like not like not necessarily super kind of stealthy yeah just like just really careful because i just feel very exposed with the new armor system and then i ended up kind of like enjoying the way it was playing and like the vibes i've been playing a lot of like snow at night which you know we'll talk about mm. in a sec but playing a lot of that which has been you know, i never play night raids but in the snow it's like it's beautiful and like stalking people through the snow like it's just it's so cool like I, i'm just like i probably like vibing this wipe um but that meant that the first sort of um 60 raids or something i had like 80 percent survival rate which was even better than i did the previous yeah, best wipe really that i had high. it was like insane i like started i died at the very first raid on ground zero and then i put the avs and the um mdr on and I went on a 14 raid survival streak, like right out of the gate. And that just, it puts you at such a huge advantage at the beginning. Yeah. Like I actually care a little bit less because I talk about it on stream. Right? Like I, I care a little bit less about the survival rate now. Like I'm still just like, oh, you know, my survival rate's going to tank now because I'm doing 
you know, set up and some other annoying quest where I just like die a bunch. But like, I don't really care now because once you've got to 15, the game opens out and you can, you know, just transfer one item to another and you can make money easily and blah, blah, blah. So like surviving a bunch up to level 15, I think is the, the thing that I do care about. And then after that, I'm like, okay, now we're set up. Now it's all good. You know, I've got the hideout running, mm. you know, crafting all the various things. So now like money's not really an issue. And uh, I'm just kind of like trying to progress as fast as I can. Um, so yeah, but like, I just don't get really, I just don't get shot playing like that. And you have to get hit for vitality. Yeah. Like you literally just yeah. need to get shot more. And uh, I just don't really get shot very much. You need to get so I end up with no vitality. You get shot multiple times without dying, I believe. Yeah, like, I don't think you get any if you just bonus get shot for getting head, tapped. Yeah, so. no. If you get shot in the head, you get like thirty-five damage worth of vitality. Mm-hmm. You like you need to be like sprayed down and be on like five HP because yeah. then you take you know four hundred and thirty-five damage worth of like vitality points, and then you know you heal back up, and then you get you know, get into another fight, and da da. But that's like just not really how I end up playing. Like I usually either kill them with like especially early wipe i just kill them without ever taking any damage or i die to them without even seeing them yeah yeah <clears throat> so it's just like you know just i just never get there um i just i don't think i've ever got there same, organically same yeah <laughs> but i know a lot of people do um somebody was uh, saying that the meta strat is you at the beginning you go into factory just completely naked and you just go and die, like you just grenade yourself or like use the starting grenades. You grenade yourself to like Vitality 3 using, because you get no XP, you can just hit, heal free with therapists. Oh. And you just go in and you just gr- literally just churn it until eventually you've got it. Yeah. Or like get to like two or something, two and a half. You don't need to go all the way. You can get like two and a half right. and then you'll just level it normally after that. But I'm just like, it feels so bad. Like, yeah. I just, I don't want to do that. Like, I'd almost survival rate to be zero after 40 raids. Just start with. Like, it just, it just feels crappy, right? I mean, you know what? No matter um, how you slice it, grinding it, it's just it's a Jordan. Yeah, it's painful. It's painful. Um, so, okay, yeah. So there's, uh, there's that. That's, I've gone like, kind of off on, a, off on a wild tangent here. But uh, okay, so back to Arena. They're doing a seasonal-based system. The next esports season is going to start in Q2 to the end of the year. Um, is it going to wipe? Yes, but it'll apparently wipe when they need to. They're actually going to try not to wipe it if possible. So they're going to wipe it when they have a big patch that requires a wipe, as right. opposed to like synchronizing it with EFT necessarily. Because we've seen the first one hasn't done that, right? So there has been no wipe while Tarkov's wiped. Who knows what's going to happen when they synchronize the characters? But I'm not, yeah, I, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, they said they want to do it in terms of need. Um, presets, like as Nikita said, and I actually agree with him, that presets in arena are good enough to go in and play and have fun but sure. they need to be balanced better for esports which i think is a fair statement this is true and uh, they are continuing to update things like vaulting if you just move back to the base game for a sec i know they did actually put all the stuff into arena right so except for the armor system oh really that's I interesting hmm. i can't rem- i can't remember if that's true or not but i know i definitely know that left side shoulder is in new recall is in vaulting is in but I don't think the armor rework is in. I can't, but I can't actually remember. Um, but in terms of vaulting, they were going to let people vault out of the shoreline windows. There's like specific specific thing that they were talking about, which like we talked about before about vaulting out of the end window on the shoreline resort. So maybe that's maybe that's what they were on about. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it seems like there's like lots of places you can't vault still where you think you probably should be able to. Oh, um, so you say he does, especially want with windows, to vault out. Of yeah, those. he does okay. want people to be able to. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't work at the minute. And then Nikita pressed the button and the magical thing happened. 
everybody in everybody currently in that in raid in Tarkov. Unfortunately, I was offline. Um, it started to snow. Started to snow in every raid. Started to pool up on every surface, which is honestly the most technical wizardry of, of all of it. Not the fact that it's just there, but the fact that it like appeared. And uh, and now, yeah, this is it. Snow Tarkov now. And we don't know when it's going to go away. They said something along the lines that they want the game to have seasons, which I yeah, think would be really cool. That would be cool. Um, but I mean, how have you found this? I mean, the snow, I think, is amazing. I love the snow. It's completely like revolutionized the way I play the game. Like a lot of the maps, they feel different. The game's just like so sick. I can play Night Raids now without feeling awful. <laughs> it's great. I've, I've been absolutely loving it. I don't want the snow to go away. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It like puts a, you know, it's like a familiar take on or a new idea on a familiar thing i guess you know it's like customs now mm. is like it's different like it's still familiar because it's customs but like the way you play it and approach certain positions or when i was just different like i think my favorite part of it right now is uh snoreline <laughs> which right now i feel like it's mm. more shoreline you know because it's it's <laughs> it feels really good with the changes they made but yeah like you can just like you really like the first thing I'm finding a lot is like you really need to utilize shadows because <laughs> otherwise when you pass a certain distance, you just most people's PCs don't render everything, you know, past like a hundred meters. Like bushes just won't render. Yeah. Unless you have a an optic, then it will render. Mm-hmm. Um but you can just see little pixels walking across the snow. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's a player <laughs> across the map, you know. But if you're, it's in, like a black dot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, if if you use the shadows, you know, occasionally you can uh, avoid that. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. I mean, I like yeah, like you said, the night rage and stuff. I like it, and uh, I'd be I'd be down for seasonal stuff. I think that'd be a cool way to experience various states of Tarkov. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because we like we don't want it to be there forever. But like, I'm kind of not excited for it to go away. Honestly. Yeah, um, I would like for it to stay a little bit longer. I'm enjoying it, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so I wouldn't mind if it, like, every now and then it also came as well as being kind of seasonal. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see, but I mean, yeah, I'm really enjoying the way that it feels right now, and I think just, like, playing the new map, Ground Zero, as well, in the snow, as well, you know, when it's, like, actually falling, and you're like, man, this is, like, so sick. <clears throat> the biggest issue that people have in general about it is the footsteps, because they're very, very crunchy, which, you know, they're, snow is very crunchy if you're walking on snow. It is how it sounds, but it has changed a little bit about footstep audio. You know, you're very loud to yourself. And um, the one big, big, big change is that minimum speed crouch walking is not silent on snow. Specifically snow. Specifically snow, which makes quite a big difference. Yeah. I mean, since the video that I did, a lot of people have you know, told me that crouch walking at minimum speed on glass all is also audible, which I didn't test in my video. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's true now. I, I still haven't tested it myself, but enough people have told me. Um, but snow, yeah, snow is not like silent crouchable. So you may as well walk min speed because I think it's about the same like, audible distance. You may as well have like the extra, you know, the extra speed for a start. And also you're being stood up already. You can like, run more easily and blah, blah. So um, yeah, I, it, that's, that's like an interesting one. Like the sound is a bit strange. Um, oh, some other testing that was done again by other people um, that you can't hear the snow crunching sound effect on other people's footsteps if they're further away than like 40 meters or something and then after like 30 40 meters the snow footstep effect like begins like very distinctly oh um hmm. i'm speaking to a guy space monkey in my discord who's been doing like lots of testing on lots of different stuff 
Oh, it's running. He's he's actually in the chat now. He said it's running at thirty to forty meters. Um, so there's that. Like I didn't, I haven't really noticed that myself, but apparently that is a thing because they went to get, they went again tested like loads of snow stuff. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, but I mean, broadly, yeah, broad, broadly, I think it's good. I, I like it a lot. I think like the ambient is different with the snow as well. Yeah, that's like, another problem. I don't think pro. it sounds as windy. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah because there's that kind of weird Tarkov ambient noise that just like plays mm. and that seems to be very muted the swipe yeah like the weird thing about tarkov's ambient is that i think it's just too high like yeah. maybe it's a consequence of having active headset on like i've never worn an active headset but it sounds to me like where i used to live which was you know, 800 meters away with a small hill in between me and like one of the UK's major motorways, mm-hmm. which was not like, it's not super close, but there's just a, just continuous, this like white noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's not enough to hear individual vehicles or anything, but it's just like, yeah, just this continuous noise. And it sounds like Tar- Tarkov sounds like that. And I've always thought like, I think it should be quieter. You know, like, you know, if you're in a, if you're in an actual forest, not near any roads or anything. You know, Tarkov, like, doesn't have anybody driving about, except maybe Mr. BTR in the streets. <laughs> like, there's no one driving around in, in Tarkov. Like, the ambient noise probably should be lower. I've, I've always thought this, and the snow seems to bring in more real ambient. Because it is quite funny. If you go into, to try and, like, make an offline game, for example, and go in practice mode, and then go in settings, there is, um, there is a bunch of stuff. There's, like, uh, the wind settings are hilarious. It's hurricane, windstorm, strong wind, Moderate wind and light wind. There is no option for no wind. <laughs> light wind is the lightest that you can get, like the, the least wind that you can have, which I always find quite entertaining. Um, but, uh, oh yes, just before we move on, actually, um, we'll talk more about the snow. I, I do want to address this now because somebody's asking this in chat as well, and this is kind of important. And I'm still, I, I, think, I think I've got to the bottom of it. Pretty, I'm pretty sure we're at the bottom of it, but I, I just want to address it now, which is about headsets yeah i was hoping we we're gonna talk distances. about that so it's like very relevant so we'll talk about it now there was some testing done by willis and sheaf hmm. and they were in the underground of reserve and they reported that no matter what headset they were wearing slash wearing no headset at all that the distance at which they could hear another player was the same and that BSG had changed it. Now, I don't think they're, I clearly don't think they're wrong because they did the test and I think that's what their findings were. And the problem is, is that they were on the ground in reserve, I, as I understand it. Now, I've, again, I've not done any of this testing myself. So, you know, I only have so many hours in the day to do the various things I have to do. So I've not been able to sit here for hours and do all the stuff. Um, but I've sp- we've spoken before about the, the headset you know, range chart, which was done by Omni Actual, mm-hmm. last wipe. And here's, chart was the one that i mostly referenced for you know various things and i rechecked some of his numbers when i did my headset um video or sound video i should say not necessarily headset video but sound video and uh it all kind of made sense so anyway i actually ended up speaking to him directly and uh, he like jumped in my discord and i was like you know this is you know what do you think and he went and retested it all in the same place and it was the same Oh, so it seems like outside in a normal area of Tarkov audio, mm-hmm. it's the same as last wipe and nothing's changed. And that potentially reserve underground doesn't work like everywhere else. 
because it's a weird inside area in a you know in some you know with occlusion zones or whatever happens inside on reserve i don't know like reserves you know known for being kind of buggy anyway so i think that like both people can be right but i think that the way that it's ended up like coming out into the community is is ended up being a bit strange because i know Hesley reported on it in his video he's like big sort of you know max traders and da 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 he talked about it and i he didn't reference them directly but i presume he was talking about the willis chief test saying headsets don't make any difference anymore. And apparently he stopped wearing headsets completely on stream. So now I'm getting bombarded with questions a bit, like every five seconds about <laughs> it. And it's like really confusing. So I don't know, like there was also a Reddit post, which I saw about the same topic, mm -hmm. which then had a few edits on it. And, it, and their conclusion was that nothing has happened to headsets, but that the base audio range without a headset had been increased mm. after being corrected what like once or twice in the reddit thread and they came back with a few you know they, they were editing the the main post the base post each each time so at this point i think that's the i think that's the deal um i think nothing has changed really i don't know if the base headset like so the no headset audio range has changed like it might have um I think the area of reserve is bugged. I'm not really sure. Having not done any of it myself, it's a bit of a mess trying to like piece everything together. Right. I mean, so I, th I, I think that's the deal, but yeah, I'm trying to make sense of it. I wonder if the... Actually, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I felt like the audio... I've worn a couple kivers and a couple of LZ8s, H's, the whatever they're mm -hmm. called. Um, and I felt like the audio was like pretty on par with headsets not always consistent like you know i could hear i couldn't hear something and my teammate could hear something but there's times mm -hmm. where i could hear as well as they could felt like um i mean it definitely it's quieter but anyway i don't know i mean the other thing that's different for me to the swipe is i am playing at 80 percent audio in game versus 100 all right which something that Rengar put me onto, and it's kind of like this idea of just lowering the ceiling, and then you kind of like effectively lower the floor as well, which the floor being the ambient audio, and then the ambient audio being yeah. a lot less. This one's kind of like helped a lot. Like it's like it almost feels like there's zero ambient audio with how I got it set up right now. But um, anyways, yeah, definitely. I mean, someone's got to really test it out but i'm i'm kind of feel like i i'm biased that something has changed but i don't know mm. for certain yeah it's a bit strange i don't, I don't know at this point now yeah. anymore um but uh i don't this like there's also maybe an arena effect honestly because i found arena super weird when i first started it because like you don't wear a headset but you get True. used to using like a preset with a headset a preset without a headset a preset with contacts a preset with sordids a preset with gssh but then a preset without headset again it's like normally we never ever play the game without a headset right, ever right so i don't know whether that's got something to do with it i'm not sure um i mean could it be too know. that the reduction in ambient audio has made some change somehow affected could people's feelings yeah, on it? Could. I don't know. Yeah, because maybe now you can hear those like little steps more easily across the board. Because the ambient change, because yeah, because ambient is decreased a lot by headsets. Just full stop. Was it so if you're not wearing one? 
Or well, the ambient noises. Okay. The ambient noises decreased by headsets. I couldn't remember if it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, because in Tarkov, like it, Tarkov's weird because the active headsets they should make. But it's, it depends. It depends on how they're set up. Anyway, like Tarkov has ambient noise as its own like channel in the game. Obviously, you can't separate that out. Mm-hmm. But it's its own thing, and the ambient gets lower mm-hmm. when you're wearing better quality headsets. Okay. But yeah, if yeah. the but if the snow decreases the ambient, right. Then without wearing one, it will you'll be able to hear people from further because the ambient's not masked right. anymore. So like I, Plus you got the crunchiness of the snow coming into play. Mm. I mean Yeah, and so people's footsteps are maybe easier to hear. Right. So maybe it's a combination of all these things. It's so hard to say. <laughs> it is very, very hard to say. Um the only other thing I'll say about the snow though is that a lot of the bushes, it's kind of as you were saying, it's easy to spot people, but like most of the bushes lost most of their leaves. Yeah, dude. It's very hard to just like chill in a bush now. You just can't really do it. Like you can, but you're pretty obvious. Like you, if you're stationary and you've got like the right cover, you know, there's, you're not silhouetted or anything. You're, like, you're, you're in a bush and you're a long way away. Like people are not necessarily going to spot you straight away. But yeah, if you're moving in there or somebody's like looking for you in a bush, like I've had situations on Shoreline previously where I can hear somebody rustling in a bush in front of me, but I don't know exactly where they are yeah, in the bush. So I like, don't want to shoot them yet. Yeah. Like that won't happen now because right. it's mostly sticks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's another yeah. interesting change that I didn't really talk about. Like I remember walking through like the backside of dorms out by the tents of two story going towards two story. And, you know, there's like this. Uh, Pavlog effect where it's like, okay, I gotta watch out for the bush wookies. It's like, oh, wait a minute. There is no bushes. Rats! <laughs> you have no cover. Rats be gone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like certain areas as well, like, you know, the, the dreaded like box scavs upon shoreline or whatever and you're like, I could just see through all the foliage. It's like no big deal. And like, it's the same with areas on woods too. It's just like, oh, I can just see the checkpoint scavs through the whole forest. Yeah. Because I don't need to see them clearly but I can see them walking through the branches. You know? And it's like, and the background is white. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So it's like, okay, like I can see them anyway. Like, you know, we could spotting motion. Normally the leaves would cover it completely and it's very hard to see them. You just hear, what on soccer from like, you know, 25 meters away and buckshot starts going off. You're like, I literally had no, I just couldn't see them <laughs> at all. But now it's so much easier. Um, but no, it's good. I, I like that. I think it's good. The anti rat update of the snow <laughs> is quite fun. Rats down it's, bad. It's quite cool. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah, it's good. But yeah, I think that was it from the Tarkov TV. It was it was long and quite quite funny. I, there's like a whole bunch of funny clips which I've taken and like reserved for future use. One of them, Nikita talking about, is like, "Yes, it's Capybara. It's the new symbol of BS Battle State Games. We are making a new game, Hardcore Capybara Simulator. You live as a Capybara, <laughs> you die as a uh, you you have fun as a Capybara, and then you die probably." And joking, of course. And then he just like carries on. It's like, so, it's so funny. There's like loads of these like random clips of him just talking to the team, just messing about. It's so, so funny. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And they, they're happy. And it sounds, everything sounds like just positive vibes. Positive, right? And like, you know, we've kind of gone from Nikita saying, like, oh, we want to make this other game, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we want to be done with Tarkov and then move on. But he was like, you know, oh, well, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be here, you know, year after year, we're, you know, we're here for you guys, you know, we're kind of, like, it sounds like he's sort of changed his mind a bit, a little bit about like, I don't know whether he was talking about EFT in particular, but I do think 
like this white like they they get a lot of shit right mm-hmm. this white <laughs> must feel good yeah surely surely it must feel good for them right like it must do that the team spirit must be at an all-time high seeing people love it so much like it it, it can't be any other way yeah they're people it's just yeah, the way it is for sure so it's good it's good so we cool um, what do you what do you, what have, what have you got on your list? Um, actually, I have one thing that's. Oh, we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about your stuff. That's. And then we'll move on to some of the other big topics. Not on my list, but it is burning in my mind because I'm just kind mm. of. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. Anyways, let's jump into it. I really was. I don't know. I guess I just played the game. I guess it's just like played it wrong or just thought it wrong. But I was like overusing the shoulder swapping all right and my big gripe with it is that the animation like resets when you do a lot of actions i don't know every action but because of that it's been a very it makes it very clunky and feels bad to use and it's weird too because it like i think i mentioned this last week but it like it will reset to the like the classic example that's gotten me killed. Plus a plus, you know, a scab shoot me through a bush that I could not see through this time. <laughs> but um Yeah, I went I was like finding a scab and I heard the scab, couldn't figure out where he was, turns out he's behind a bush, trying to like peek him, but I went ahead and put the gun on the left shoulder because that's where, you know, the cover was to my right and I'm peeking left, so it just makes sense. But he had threw a grenade at me, and I sprinted, and then I stopped sprinting with the shoot at him, and because I sprinted, even when I toggled the left state, because it stays in that state when you toggle. I don't know how it works for yeah. other, like continuous. I don't. I don't really mess with that, but I have it toggled. Um, when you come out of sprint, it goes back into the right shoulder, and has to like animate over to the left shoulder again. Like and I, you know, I'm not touching the button at all. I just I don't know why it does that, and it's annoying because anytime you ADS or you're in the ADS and you do the shoulder swap, it does this weird bouncy thing. You can't see anything, and it throws off your center aim because your little camera shifts. It's just like, anyways. So I was like overusing it, but I really wanted to use it because it was like very fun and tactical mm. and like operator like clear building. You know, just like. Right shoulder speak, uh, oh, switch shoulders, left shoulder, clear this, all right, sector clear, you know, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's just like, it's frustrating. And I think part of the frustration, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like, because there's another, like the bumpy, I guess the bump gun bumpy thing. I don't know about reloading, if it does. I would imagine it would not. Um. Anyways. I think it's falls back to the right, though. I think it falls back it? to the right for pretty much everything. I think so. I can go and quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm testing. It does. Oh, dude, that's so annoying. Yeah, like almost all the animations <laughs> are right, right-handed. Yeah, and the other way because they'd have to redo them all, right? Like it's kind of like I sort of understand. Uh, well, I don't know. It's like they'd they have would. to redo all the animations. They'd have to redo all the reload animations for like. And to be fair, like, can you even reload it left-handed? I, I, I don't even know if you can do that honestly you, on some guns because you know it's like an M. Actually, I don't, I don't really know because I'm like the only gun that I've used is like the british one mm-hmm. um the british 5654 but that's like you know you have it here and then the the mag catch is like there so like if you've got it here 
like in the wrong shoulder, like how are you going to, you'd have to like hold it with the right and then like undo, like, I just don't know how you do that. Right. Cause it's like, it's like click and mag out and then mag back in and then like release. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you do that left-handed. I'm not sure. Maybe you could, but I'm, you know, I'm not like super experienced, but. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know the six or reload in the L85, but I would imagine mm-hmm. like an AK, if it's just braced on your left um, shoulder, you use your left hand for the handguard is to brace it in and then hit the mag release well, and button. And then use your right hand to go underneath. Yeah. Is the mag release? I'm assuming mag release is on the left on an AK2, I'm assuming. I think, I, I, you to, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I know. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know. Anyways, maybe, you know, maybe you're right, but it just, it's, yeah. but, but the point being is there's a lot of animations that it resets to. And I would suspect. I feel like there's a way you could automate the process where you don't have to redo every animation. But anyways, mm. because even if you like double tap it when it's in the right shoulder, it like, you know, does this weird teleport thing. And then when it's in the left shoulder, you double tap it. It doesn't do the same thing. Like it's just, it just like feels weird. It's just kind of frustrating because having played single player Tarkov and some of the mods that have like this type of stuff in it, not left shoulder swapping but like you know different gun positions it's like yeah. i never had any of those issues so it's just like very unfortunate because that was one of the things i liked the most about it like i said it gave me that real tactical operator thing and now it's just like and i've noticed i've been watching people and i haven't seen like hardly anyone <laughs> use it except for like the case where you're stationary behind cover you know the guy's on mm-hmm. the left and then you take the time to swap it which yeah yeah, it's nice to have it for I, that, yeah. but I, I, I just still was like really looking forward and like enjoying the experience. But because of all the mm-hmm. jankiness around it, I've just like I've relegated to the H key, and sometimes you know when I do use it, it's fine. Sometimes I actually pull out the grenade, but like I rarely use it now. It doesn't really. Yeah, it's like whatever. I think for me, like I don't really mind the sprint so much. I don't really mind reload. Like that's not that big of a problem, but. The the biggest issue for me is the the uh, yeah bumping up against something because that can like really screw it up and it can screw it up to the point at which you're in a left peak and then the gun bumps against the wall it swaps you to the right but then because the gun's now on the right hand side like it will never go back to the left do you know what I mean it's like there's a weird like it's almost like a latch kind of thing yeah like here's the here's the graduations it's like you can left peak to here right but once you've left peaked. You now have to go all the way back to here to get the left peak, or like all the way back to the end to get the left peak to work again, because you can't go the back the set the other direction because the gun's now so much further across. You're still against the wall. You're still barrel stuffed against the wall now. So you have to go like even further out to come back to like tease it back in again. So I think like I feel like the left side um, barrel stuffing is the one thing that I would want being changed um, first before anything else, because everything else I can probably deal with, but that that one is just a killer for me. But um, but the left side like scope zoom is kind of cool because of the way that eye relief works, which is quite fun. Like I've used that a little bit just to get like a bigger reticle. Yeah, <laughs> you have like a you know a bigger sort of uh, apparent zoom because that's quite fun. But then I end up getting stuck in some weird mode where like the gu- I go back to right and uh, because I did some weird leaning thing and it's like frozen it like on the left side, but I went back to right and then now the gun's like canted. I saw that. I put I've that in my that video and once to me. Lots of people have said to me like, "Oh, you just have to like do this and open this scope and do this and that." And I'm just like, "Oh man, that's just like 
yeah, it's it's just a bit crazy. Um, I just end up dropping it on the floor, or whatever. Like you have to like somehow like undo what you did. But I to to this point, I'm not entirely sure what I did. So I'm just like I'll just throw it on the floor and pick it back up. Like I can't be bothered to think about it. <laughs> um. Oh man, I did have like an unrelated, just terrible, terrible death yesterday. It was like the worst death ever. I was talking about the Elkan and how annoying the Iron Sight is on the Elkan, and then I proceeded to put a Cantid on the top mod M4 from Mechanic. Went into the street, was here, heard somebody creeping around the corner, opened a duff, who like opened a duffel, and I changed my scope setting without looking. Because I wasn't, I wasn't ADS, so I changed my scope setting, like blind, mm-hmm. to the to the canted site before popping up and ADSing, right, so they wouldn't hear me. And I popped up, and I was expecting the canted site to appear on my screen, but what actually appeared was the iron site on the Elcan because I only clicked it once, and so then I couldn't see through the Elcan because it was black, and obviously the canted site wasn't up either, and so I was like. Uh, like I, d- I didn't know what had happened <laughs> in the moment and so like the gun was like in this weird like half state of like you know i should have been using the iron side but it looked like the, the scope was black i wasn't on the canted and i was like ah oh, what and in the moment of like my confusion the guy just turned around and headshot me as a scav i was like ah oh, the worst like the, the worst kind of skill issue <laughs> honestly like <laughs> I was like, and literally, I was talking in the setup about the Elcan and how annoying the Iron Sight is on the Elcan and how you probably shouldn't use it with the Canted. And then I went and did exactly the thing that I was talking about. I was like, oh crap. Like, this just, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I see that you've got your packet of noodles on the list of things. We could talk a bit briefly about that because we were talking oh, about flash drives before. Why did they. Out of all the changes they made, why do they <laughs> add noodles, a new item, and then it's like a rare, you know, streamer item yeah. slash purple background? Yeah. It's like, oh, Amelia Rye Croutons weren't annoying enough. So we're going <laughs> to add an item that's even more Dude, annoying in the place awful. of Amelia Rye Croutons. It was awful. It's actually awful. It is dreadful. So many um, raids have been, you know, deep, dark depression moments because it was the last pack of noodles I needed and you know, some unfortunate event happened and I died and it's just like, no. And this wipe's been super weird for me because my progression has, like, been so, like, skewed. Like, obviously because of Jaeger's noodles, it's been, Jaeger's been behind. But, like, funnily enough, it's like, it didn't really matter because I could get level 2 Jaeger, just had to meet the level requirement because I guess EOD has enough rep to meet that requirement or something. It's something yeah. weird. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the Aerith has been like super under level. Like I just kind of got her back to like where it probably should be. Level three, maybe or um. Well, I didn't really have a problem with like her rep. What trade a level? It was it's yeah. like questing. Like I was like, I mm. mean, it felt like day four. I was like still on Salewas, and I had zero out of three. Oh yeah, it was just like some really weird. I was just really slow leveling mm. therapists or you know getting through her task. Um but now I'm like I'm kinda I'm kinda there. Like I've got colleagues one, even though I've done some shoreline stuff, which colleagues ones we gotta visit all the bodies on shoreline oh, yeah. in one raid. Um so I've kinda like managed to bounce back a little bit, but um Yeah, dude noodles. <laughs> that was dude, I know everyone is probably dying to figure out where to get it. I just say just just check everything. Get 
it's I because I, I found one on streets one time just like on the ground in some mm-hmm. building or no sorry that wasn't streets that was uh, the new map Grim Zero and I don't even remember where I found my next one I might spawn on this scav honestly um yeah it's it's kind of nutty like I obviously, I obviously had the question like a thousand million times in chat yeah. but like where noodles where noodles and I didn't find mine for ages either. And I found it was even more annoying because I found my first packet on a guy that I killed on woods. So I was like, "Where did you get these?" Like, <laughs> I like I've got one pack, and I don't even know where you found it because I just like murdered you in the middle of somewhere. Um, <clears throat> I killed the guy later actually, and he did pop into chat, and I felt quite sorry for Aww. him because we just we both turned up at I'd had my noodles at this point, and we both turned up at the woods car extract at the same time, and I saw him over the hill. He was on the I guess like the village side, and I was on the um, kind of the path towards like the sunken village side and he popped up and i fired a few shots at him and then i just like lobbed a grenade but the grenade i managed to like underarm it between the car and the sign and but he i didn't real i actually didn't realize because i didn't check the extracts he'd already paid for the car at this point oh. so like his timer was ticking down and i like threaded this grenade into exactly where he wanted to stand so the he because he was like running up at that point so then he had to stand like the wrong side of the sign to try and get into the car and i just i just killed him um and he came into chat and he i like went yeah we wandered over to his body and he was just like you know packet of fighting raid noodles like in his pockets he was just like yeah man that was my last one you know oh it is what it is i was like i actually feel quite bad for you right just get like naded at the vehicle extract it's like terrible um yeah i mean i didn't find mine for a while either i found my second set on shoreline in the new area the cattle ranch just on one of the tables because i was going there for something else and I just like just found it there. There's like loads of stuff, and like that. That's actually, it's actually a really good loot. I was going to say, I've not not seen too many people talking about I, it yet. But like you know, there's there's food, there's industrial stuff, and then there's a vehicle extract. There's a hundred percent. Yeah, right there. It's, it's, we've been <laughs> my group have been hitting it up just for money runs, and it's like mm. like it's more like dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it honestly is probably more profitable and in my experience less risky right now, anyways, than resort stuff. Like I used mm, yeah. to play, and it's just like, dude, there's so many tools. It's insane. There's, I've like, I've got like Tetrises there as well. They're just like sitting on tables. And I think I got one as well. Yeah, it's, it's just, like it's it's definitely like buffed a bit in that area for sure, which is quite cool. I mean, they often do that, right? Um, BSG do that with with new areas quite a lot before like turning it down a little bit after people start farming it. But um, yeah, it's really weird because you know I went through the full iteration of like where noodles, and I had chat telling me. You know, streets, ground zero, uh, yeah, interchange, yeah, definitely on here, definitely here, <laughs> definitely here, definitely here, right? It's just like every single person with their anecdotal experience of where yeah. they found them. And after gathering a large quantity of just people's experiences, the pattern that seemed to emerge was duffels can spawn anything. Yeah. So especially on like maybe ground zero and streets. Like other maps you'd expect, like streets and stuff yeah. like that you're probably more likely to get them in a duffel than maybe other places, just because you can spawn anything there. Right. And they're, you know, they're, they're a possible spawn. But the overwhelming majority of people were getting them in loose food spawns in particular, which is why I think people were struggling because they weren't finding them in interchange. Like if you go to interchange, like they're their loose spawns, but they're not like, they're loose spawns for like specific they, types of food. Right. It's, like, it's, like, it's like peas, max energy, you know, colas, like two shankers, that kind of mm. stuff. Not necessarily noodles yeah. in particular. Yeah. And people were finding noodles and like loose spawns like in the offices on the desks in Ground Zero and stuff like that. Like I found mine in a loose spawn on shoreline in the cow bit. You know, it's like there's 
lots of the, the loose spawns seems to be the the better like this, and again this is like no testing because yeah you, know, you can't really test it but just from reading 150 different people's experience in chat over a week that yeah. seemed anecdotally to be where most people were getting you know um a decent chance of finding the spawns without just like oh i just found it in a duffel on these couple of maps um so if you still need noodles and that's probably where to go but I'll definitely bear that in mind next time because, like, I went to interchange a few times. I, you know, I, I've been to. I, I went. I went around Ground Zero like six times. I went like Ground Zero killing Timmy's. There's loads of food on Ground Zero, and I felt awful because I was <laughs> level fifteen, and you know, I had to flee. I was like, "This is I'm the, the problem that I was talking about." <laughs> yeah. And people are just like trying to extract. There's like a team of like three people. They're like level two, five, and six, or whatever. And they've got like three pistols, and I just turn up with like a G36 and just <laughs> gun everybody down with 855. Like it was, it was dreadful. I know, but I was like, this map is so tiny. I can get in and out so fast. Like it's probably the best place for just like churning food raids. Yeah. Um, but and, you know, there's millions of crates and there's the offices and da da da. So like, yeah, I was like a proper monster for about four or five raids. But I didn't find any there. I didn't find any noodles on Ground Zero at all after like searching everywhere on that map. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, look, it's just, it's just kind of random. Like, I think that's almost the worst part about it. Like, yeah, maybe you can go to these loose spawns and it's probably a bit better. Yeah, maybe you can go to Ground Zero. Maybe you can go to here or there. But you just have to just keep yeah, searching it's stuff. Just you just, it's game. just RNG. You're just, yeah. you're just rolling the dice. Yeah, yeah. ultimately. Annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was the other thing related was going to talk about i can't really remember so we'll just move on to i guess i I do want to talk about the quest progression man it is really different this swipe i mean Mm. you know ammo kind of ties into that as well and i yeah you know this is pretty much i i mean i haven't don't really know all the ins and outs but this is pretty much the dream ammo progression tarkov that i've always wanted so i'm like very happy in that regard like it, it feels great that I mean the one the one thing that I think might need some looking into. Yeah, I talked about this last week. It just it feels weird that scavs <laughs> just have better ammo <laughs> half the time. Like their gear is just better, better armor, yeah. better. You know, their actual like their actual gun is bad. But like if you export mm-hmm. the good stuff, it's like you have a really good kit <laughs> on your PMC. Yeah, yeah, you got like um. I don't know, like a Ule rig yeah. and a you know an SKS with PS in right. it or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is decent, yeah, decent at the minute. PS is like locked behind. Is it Prepper Three? I think. Yeah, it's Prepper Three. I oh, think so. Yeah, it, it might even be Quest locked also, which is another interesting part. I just noticed last night. Um, I had remember, I think it was in your stream. I heard that, you know, someone said that M80 was on Peacekeeper 3. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got Peacekeeper 3. Let me buy some M80. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. there's no M80 here. What's that's odd. So I looked up on the wiki and it turns out M80 is locked behind the quest revision on Lighthouse. Mm. And there's a ton of like barters, items, traders, things traders sell that are like just scattered about in various quests you know ammo included and it's kind of yeah. interesting like i kind of like it also kind of dislike it in one sense because it's kind of harder to like know what to expect to unlock you know and like kind of like yeah now it's like much more intricate and you have to like find the stuff on the wiki you want to get and see if it's locked and then figure out what quest line that is and how to get you know how to get to that quest line but I kind of like that at the same time. 
because it sort of makes the progression more um I don't know, I guess like interesting and also it's like you're constantly yeah. kind of getting some minor upgrade instead of like this big chunk where you unlock the trader and you get you maybe use like twenty percent you lose all the good stuff, you know. Or is this like kind of like scattering out the good stuff around, namely like ammo and armor and stuff? Because even like yeah, it's weird. Ragman has selling the the six B. What is it? Six B twenty three. Six B thirteen. Thirty two. Which one? The <laughs> all the armor names. Yeah, yeah the six B thirteen. Six B thirteen flora. Yeah, yeah. Because that was behind. I think it was the quest where you had to visit all the stores interchange. Yeah, this, the, those two armors, like the Yule and the other one, are behind Quest now. Yeah, and it's like... be interesting, like the Thor's behind Database. Oh, is it? Then, I gotta do that then. If you want the Thor, that is. It's got no, no neck armor on True. it. True. So we'll talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, what's it? Big Sale? Oh, Big Sale's... I don't, it's not Big Sale. It must be a different... No, I think it is Big Sale. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm having now. completed... Let's see. Oh, audit is for the sixty thirty. Ah, audit. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then ballet lover is for the Ula. Yeah. I got it. And then yes, Punisher Part One is PS from Prepple Three. Okay, I thought I remember seeing that think, somewhere. The thing that I like, I don't mind this, but the thing that I don't like is they've still got the unknown reward thing. Yeah. Thing. I I almost would like rather know right a bit in advance. Like it feels a little bit like right. I can't. Plan. It's just like it's. I'm just completing quests like sort of at random because half the time the wiki's not up to date at the minute either. Right. Because um, I did see one of the guys from the wiki talking about it, just saying like manpower is just really low mm. because of it being like Christmas and New Year and all that stuff. So like a lot of things they'd have up to date just aren't. Like a lot of the crafts are just wrong. The ammo is just like it's just not correct on most of the pages. Like it says you can craft M eight five six A one at workbench two. You can't. It's not true. Um, you know, there's like and there's loads of stuff that's just actually just outright incorrect mm-hmm. because there's loads of pages that are like. The wiki's complicated because, I mean, it's it's beautiful because of how detailed it is, but there's lots of, like, crossed pages. You know, there's a page for M856A1. M856A1 is also on the page for 556 Ammo. Mm-hmm. It's also on the ballistics page as its own line. You know, and all of these things need to separately get up to date, right? There's not, like, I don't, you know, it doesn't work in a sort of centralized, like, referencing kind of way where there's, here's one master mm-hmm. page for 556, then it pulls from there. That's just not really the way wikis work. So it's... uh yeah, it's, it's a bit random right now, and like you can't trust what the wiki says. And because people haven't got there either, it's like the wiki currently says that um, M855A1 is, is no longer sold at all, you can't get it. Which is true, um, but there is a craft for it, as it turns out. Which I obviously I wasn't aware of in the first day of the wipe or something, but it doesn't show up on the fleet because it's a craft, so you can't see it because it's in Workbench. But you have to complete your car needs a service. Right, or I was going M855A1. So it's quite a, a high-level quest. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Sad, who's like one of the highest-level people that I know in my community, who like gives me screenshots and stuff usually. And I said, oh, have you completed it? He said, oh, no, because I haven't farmed Caban yet. Because you have to have the closed section key to complete it. Yeah, that's crazy. So not many people have even done it, right? Yeah. Um, and I looked at the flea market, and there's one key for 5 million. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like you can right. get 551, and it turns out. And so I'm not sure, like, we don't really know the full situation yet. Like, can you, I don't think anybody really knows if you can craft 995 yet. No one really knows. You might be able to, but it might be behind, like, a lightkeeper task or something. And just, like, no one's got that yet. Yeah. And, and speaking of which, you just reminded me of something. I had found a box of M995 and 
this swipe, it looks like they've added a ton of new models, like even more models than they did last swipe for different ammo containers. Yeah. And it was a hundred round box, and it took up like a, mm. it was like a, I think it was a two by one, like a two by one or something. It yeah. might have been a two by two, honestly. Like it was, it oh, was really? completely new. And like I said, it was a hundred rounds, and I unpacked it. It was, you know, hundred rounds of M995. I was like, that's really cool. And I, that's another one of my big Tarkov dreams. You know, having stuff like experiences like that. So that was pretty. It looks like a two by two, actually. Yeah, looking I, at it in the handbook. I was just saying, I think it was, but I, I don't because it's a big square. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> big square. Because <laughs> there's a fifty rounder that looks like the hundred and twenty packs for the five four five. I mean, that's probably the scaling's probably a bit weird, but I mean, I don't mind that though. It's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah as you said, like it's the, it's almost like the ammo wipe that we've been asking for for ages, right? Just make the ammo more scarce, and it goes hand in hand with the armor system. It's like it's the perfect time to include it. Because you don't feel completely helpless going against people with armor now. Yeah, yeah. So all these things like tie together. And it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. So far, I mean, this is only like level two workbench. The ammo crafts there, like, yeah, it's like BPC, LPS, you know, kind of like still mid level stuff, but they're only like three hour crafts, I think. Like, like a, yeah, roughly. They're all a lot shorter. And you now. get like, 100 to 150 depending on the ammo of course and that's like which is a lot better yeah that's so much better because like yeah if you that's that's you should easily be able to craft that overnight with your power off mm -hmm. i would imagine probably actually i can't remember how long it goes for but yeah, yeah maybe i don't remember the reduction amount me neither it, i think it might be pretty extreme let me just see real quick i got this wrench that's got three minutes so if i cut it off was that jump to 50 minutes so that's oh <laughs> kind of big <laughs> yeah that's more than i was expecting yeah i was gonna say i think it might have been pretty significant so that's like 15 times yeah, 15 like multiplier a, bit, a little bit longer tiny bit longer but yeah yeah so three hours becomes uh <laughs> two days or whatever. okay so maybe not <laughs> maybe not but Maybe regardless, it, it I still think it's so much better than like eight hour crafts for you know yeah or like fourteen hours some of them like yeah insane yeah. I mean maybe that will I'm, not be the case as we get some of these better more lucrative ammos to craft but yeah I think that's great yeah. for it's a big win for everyone I think I feel like it's felt really cool it's reminded me of when I first started in many ways mm -hmm. because as well. Like, we've got the old ammo economy in general, but we used to start, you know, you'd look at the ammo table and it's like, okay, here's all the stuff that's banned off the flea. And then you basically use, like, so let's, let's talk about, like, you know, Last Wipe was, like, the worst culprit for it, even though it felt quite fun. But 5.56, five, you just wouldn't use. Get to Peacekeeper, and then you'd use 5.6A1. Get to Peacekeeper 3, then you'd use 5.5A1, five, five, and then you might craft 995. And that was it. You're just, like, sat at the bottom of the table. Whereas this wipe, it's like eight five five is on Peacekeeper three. What you gonna do? Yeah, you know. So like you've got a bunch in your stash, and then you're going, okay, well, what am I supposed to do here? Like, am, am I going to use FMJ with like twenty pen? Like, well, it pens the soft armor, so like maybe that's all right. Okay, well, I'll use I'll use five eight five five because I've got it because I'm USEC or whatever. And then it's like, oh, there's actually a new you know for five five six. It's like changed a bit because um, SOST got a big buff, so that now sits between FMJ and. 56A1 because SOST ammo now has 33 pen. It's better than FMJ and you can make it the workbench too. It's like, oh, okay. This, so this is the mid game ammo now. 56A1 right. is now Peacekeeper 4. 
501 is, you know, behind the crazy quest, as we were saying. So, but it like pushes everything out, makes everything feel better. But you can find them sometimes in raid. Like 506 is less yeah. available, obviously. But like I've you know been finding lots of 545, as you usually do, and using, you know, PP got a little bit of a nerf, and you can't buy that on the trader anymore. BP got a buff, BT um, got a nerf instead. They just swap places, basically. But then you can find them in raid again. Um, but, you know, you can buy PP and PS off the flea. And you can buy SOST off the flea, as with M855. So that, that's what reminds me of, like, the old wipes, because it's like, oh, I'm buying, like, my mid-tier ammo. Now, I bought quite a bit of PP and PS off the flea market yeah. to run in 545 AKs. And I was like, this actually, this feels all right. But then I know that the end game isn't destroyed because all the other ammos are, like, locked. So it's like, hmm, okay. This, like, feels quite good, actually, progression-wise. And, and people still die using those bullets. You're like doesn't feel you know it doesn't feel like a rush to the high pen stuff now yeah it's interesting i mean i have to see how it plays out because on one hand it's you know some of it could be seen as a negative like level 50 i have to do all this grind just to get the best stuff to kill the giga chad you know that it could mm-hmm. be like that type of like mentality which maybe there's merit to that i don't know but right now it feels I, i'm enjoying it. i like it yeah i like it a lot yeah, it is good. It is it is good. But um Yeah, so I mean I guess like r- talking from going for bullets to talking about like recoil, we've sort of been touching on it as we've been going through. My main concern about this system was that we were going to erase kind of the RPG progression of the attachment system and kind of what was the point. Mm-hmm. To some extent, that has played out, but I have found that as I play and use the guns and play the game, I just don't care <laughs> because all the guns feel good. You can make a gun feel a bit better, but not like, well, we'll see actually. We're not at meta attachments, but I was talking to somebody in, the, in chat about this the other day, that the difference between, you know, if you go to Peacekeeper and you look at the M4, for example, mm-hmm. this has got 84 recoil base. But you can only make this, like, the best that you can do now is, like, I think it's 50, I think. I've actually got a preset for it open. Let me see. Min recoil. Uh, yeah, so the minimum recoil, and this is, like, RK2 and all the gubbins. Yeah. This is 45 recoil. So as I was saying to them, you know, they were worried about, like, the meta stuff. And I was like, you know, before, though, we were going from 84 recoil to 23 recoil. Yeah. As a minimum. Yeah. We're now going from 84 down to 45. And, like, yeah, it's, it feels different. but in many ways, because of the changes to the the like PMC auto comp, mm-hmm. it almost feels like recall is. It's not only that the the top to bottom is limited; it's almost as if the actual recall itself matters less as well. Because I've been testing like various guns, and if you test something like the G thirty six against the Scar, for example, mm-hmm. they all have like almost the same recoil, like very similar, like the initial pull is harder on the g36 just simply because it fires more mm-hmm. and fires faster but the actual like height of the recoil isn't any taller particularly for something with similar recoil numbers and the gap between the bullets isn't actually any bigger or anything so it's it's weird because like previously because the pmc auto comp kicked in like literally on round one and there was over exaggerated initial recoil those low fire rate weapons ended up becoming quite good right because they were continuously pulling down, and because the gun was firing at a low rate, it meant the recoil was really stable. Whereas on the faster stuff, it was just like completely overwhelmed the autocomp, and it just flew up into the air. 
Whereas now because the auto comp is gone, but the recoil, the initial recoil is like reduced now, it's like something normal. Both guns go bang, 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 bang in the same spot. Because I think, I mean, I don't know exactly how they've overhauled the system yet completely, but I suspect that recoil still does what it used to do, which is it just dictates the rise of the muzzle. But because there's no auto comp now, it's the same between all the guns. So they all rise to the same point. Yeah, I don't... It was the same recoil, I think. I mean, this is just my suspicion. I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I mean, I, I did some testing with like a... I was kind of exper- playing off some different builds because I was thinking along similar, similar lines. Like, recoil's probably less valuable. Especially, too, that they've like nerfed the pretty much all the suppressors and, and muzzles, too. Yeah. Like, all the muzzles mm-hmm. give like some ergo penalty. <laughs> even even like a lot of the stock ones but anyways um yeah you get like less recoil and less ergo than you used to for like the suppressor combos right and because the recoil is like so much more manageable to swipe i just felt like in general maybe we'll see more of a skew towards ergo mm. but i'm not totally sure because i don't know it's just uncertain like i was testing out the like a kind of like a shorty foul and i think like compared to using some of the other guns the that range where it's climbing we'll say there's like two states in my head there's like the vertical climb and then there's the wild spray where it just like it stops climbing but it just goes kind of (laughs) wild and i imagine in my what i'm my current working theory is that the scale of the climb is relative to like rpm Possibly, but may, but probably re- recoil, like the recoil value, right? The number, some, yeah. Some I think number like... somewhere, who knows? But we'll say mm. the re- recoil value, right? And also the wild jumping, like how far it jumps from the center is also tied to that number. Because the MP5SD actually feels really good to just full auto because the jumps really aren't that great. Yeah, But... I don't, yeah, I don't know because I also don't know. This is kind of the other interesting part of the puzzle is previously we had hidden stats that affected weapons in different mm. ways. Like, namely, the G36 is a good example where it was like very tightly vertical. Yeah. That was sort of the trade off. It's like you got this tight vertical va- variance in terms of the recoil. But the trade off was that it was kind of like, you know, a shot relatively fast didn't have the best recoil compared to that m4 that you could mod out to 23 or whatever ridiculous number so if that's gone away hypothetically that changes the playing field for a lot of things because something like the aug for example it had this really because there was another good stuff It had this weird because this is the other thing too. There was not only was there like different values on variants, you know, some had like wider variants, some had smaller variances. There's also this thing called like angle where guns like the AUG, the PPSH, the AK 101, it was very subtle on the AK 101, but they would like tend, they would prefer a certain direction, you know, it wasn't consistent. But they kind of, and the AUG namely was the most wildest one because it would like, it could go completely up or it could go completely horizontal to the right and anywhere in between. You just never knew what you're going to get when you shot that thing. But now that's gone. So it's like, 
whoa, but is it gone? Because I, you know, I don't know. Is, is some of the vertical climbs more vertical versus some of the others because of some instead? There's so much to be discovered and tested there that I think is really interesting. Yeah. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, we don't really know yet, but for the most part, all those things seem to be gone. Yeah, the PPSH doesn't pull to the side anymore. But the org actually got reworked before that and, and didn't pull anymore. Not like it, not like it did anyway. I yeah. can't remember if it went completely vertical, but yeah, they they changed it from like the whatever it was, some ridiculous number to something more sensible. Um, I haven't actually tested the AK101. Interestingly, it's like one of the few guns I haven't actually looked at yet. But um, one funny sort of like, it's 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 interesting how these things flip on their head, right? It's like mm-hmm. it reminds me of the UMP. Now they introduced the UMP in 1211 when everyone had laser beam recoil and everyone was like, low RPM. This gun is complete crap. And nobody ever used the UMP. Oh, yeah. And then 1212 yeah. came about. Do you remember, right? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 1212 came about. Yeah. They changed it so that it was, uh, <laughs> you know, very heavily based on RPM. Mm-hmm. And, like, the UMP Suddenly became the meta opposite. all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a second. You can buy, like, AP ammo for this thing. And it's, like, mm-hmm. an actual laser beam compared to everything else. Like, so funny how that ended up working out. And it almost reminds me a little bit of that with the, with the org now. Because... I've been testing some guns this morning, actually, and I've like I played with the org a little bit, and I was like, oh, this seems okay. And I've been doing some actual side by side stuff um, with it, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, hang on a sec, because the org, yeah, used to have this sideways recoil, but that was countered by the fact that the recoil was like forty four to start right. with, which you know it's it's low, it's really low, but now because of the way that the stuff's been reworked, the org still is forty four mm-hmm. recoil, <laughs> but now it's vertical. Yeah. And it's like the other guns. And there doesn't seem to be any horizontal recoil on the initial burst on any of the weapons. Right. And so I was like, okay, MDR, yeah, M4, yeah, you know, da da, da these okay, MDR's a little bit lower, you know, G thirty six, da da. And then the org, I was just like Hang on a minute. Oh my god, this gun is actually <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> this gun is nuts. So I I think the the org might be crazy. I think so too. Um, I'm just but the problem is you need Peacekeeper three really. Like I did mm. recommend it at level one. Which you can do, yeah. right? And the site is like, it's usable now because yeah. of the way they changed the recall system as well. So you, you can look through the site and it doesn't black out everywhere and you can actually keep your thing on target. But like, it's a ring. It's not very big. Like, it's not the best site ever. Sure. And, then you, and then you can't put a laser on because it's the A1 edition. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could buy an A3 off the flea, but then you've got height over bore and the whole thing's just awkward and weird, right? But yeah, once you get to Peacekeeper 3 and you can change the upper and then you put on the little low rail... And then you're like, oh man, I, I think I've got one, the one that I was testing, I think it's in my inventory still. This one I put on, I just went with a regular one. I actually did mini, I think mini monster on this thing, because yeah, that's still yeah. pretty good. Mini monster on the org, you get to 60 ergo and 44 vertical recoil, because like the recoils are kind of all the same. It's, it's a lot lower than even like the MDR, for example, in terms of its verticality. It's very good. I used it on um, a street trade or two, but then I died with it, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, with the Peacekeeper 3, changes and i've been using an a1 
because I don't feel that the, the yeah. A3 is probably not worth it anymore, right? Because we're talking about like an inconsequential amount of ergo and an inconsequential amount of recoil, which doesn't matter anymore. The like the horizontal recoil hidden stats are gone, both right. as far as we can see. And so just like change an A1 over to the A3 upper, it costs you like 65k. Oh, do, you can do that. The A1 is like 50k. Oh, yeah, because the, okay. the A1 is like 50k on the fleet. You could take the base A1, stick the upper on instead, put the barrel back in and put the grip back on and then put a muzzle on it. And then you can put on whatever dot you like. Oh, I didn't even know you could. You don't have to start out. with an A3. Yeah, yeah, they're interchangeable. Okay. Which is very cool. So I feel like that might be the sort of budget winner. Yeah, because I've been using right. the G36, and it's good. Like the yeah. G36 is good, but the Org has you know 715 RPM, right. which is which is nice. It's good enough for sure. And this low recoil, which is kind of cool. And then when you can change it over to this, then you can easily put a little laser on, like it's cheap. You could buy 45 rounders for it, which is bigger than the 40 rounders that you can get for all the other guns. Yeah. Know, extra man. two bullets like be... value. You get like, you get, yeah, you get like an extra bit of, bit, bit of, uh, oh, sorry, is it, yeah, is it 40? Is it 42? Yeah, it's 42, 40, isn't it? Yeah. Not 45. Yeah, so you get like an extra two rounds. It's, um, <laughs> but you can buy, but you can buy extended mags for it, is the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I yeah. agree. And it's like, it has high ergo, which is like probably the more important step, the swipe. Considering also that these suppressors and muzzles got nerfed, like there's kind of less ergo to go around. Yeah, like it, I mean, it certainly does if you use the mini monster for sure. Yeah. But like, and that's the thing. I used to really like the scar, but I just don't feel like I want to use the scar. I anymore feel the same like, because the ergo is just. I way get the too same low. recoil. The ergo is super low, um, and it like blocks it blocks a ton of the screen, which normally I you know just mm -hmm. I don't really mind if the recoil is good. But yeah, the recoil is kind of it feels the same as like the G thirty six or something. So why would I do that? Yeah. You know? Honestly, like I think on the org, you could get away with a hybrid 40, 46 suppressor. Oh yeah, and I, I've been using like, the genuinely. hybrid quite a bit, like on the RFB, just just for the extra ergo. Because mm. like you know, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I'm sure for like an SC58 that won't be the case, but um, <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I mean, that gets you. I mean, on this one that I've got, that gets you like fifty ergo, which is all right with the suppressor. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, with the suppressor, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have been testing out Shorty Fal as well, which oh, yeah, I've only been using it really as a DMR, but it's much more controllable than yeah. Well, what's interesting because now that we're talking about weapon builds, the Fal I have one as well. It's, it's, yeah, this is a Shorty one. I haven't used it yet, I've been meaning to, but I've always just kind of like, eh. well, because this one's kind of like a, it has no rear rail on it, so you have to do the front rail mm. sight, and I've always kind of like. Eh. But yeah. um, but it's okay now, like yeah, because of the way the pivot works. The front mounted, like the handguard mounted optics, or not optics necessarily, but like sights. The front mounted sights are, you know, usable. They don't just, you know, the the dot just doesn't disappear off into infinity when you just fire one bullet, which is what used to happen. I used to just not even be able to see at all. Like you'd just be looking at a piece of glass, and the reticle <laughs> is just nowhere to be seen. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. But now it seems to work a bit. No, but I got one. Um, I picked one up from a guy with the extreme duty dust cover which is why i was testing it so i had attack 30 on it and i was like using it on woods a little bit i actually found a scar h as well i had like a really lucky find early which is quite nice because i got to use it for a little bit and i was in like it was the most sort of tactical like role playing raid i've ever had because i had like a suppressed pp19 then i found a scar h with bcp in it bcp fmj and an lcan i found in the raid so I was like going around with this like big DMR type gun on customs with like my PPS there was my um, PP19 just for dealing with like scouts at close range like it felt so cool just like going trudging through the snow like you know 
battle rifle on the back and suppressed submachine gun um, on the sling. It, it just felt so cool. But yeah, so I lost that unfortunately. But I've still got the, I still got the SA, which was yeah, it felt good, especially on full auto close and like semi at distance. Like it was all right, honestly. It's all right. Yeah, I mean it. It yeah, it's pretty feel crazy. Bad compared to what yeah. it used to. I mean, it's definitely once, exactly. once it hits that apex, though, it does feel pretty bad. But it punches around a lot. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's deceptive fighting the you know shooting at the close target. You know, like trying to keep it on target on the far target, you kind of get a better mm-hmm. feeling for how much it jumps because the close target is pretty close, but it's quite hard to keep it on a distant target and get you know accurate shots. Like you just. You're right. just hoping to hit anything at that point. But I mean, that's fine. It's still way better than it was. Speaking of guns and like big guns, have you, you, have you even like tested or used the Six Spear yet? Have you, try, have you tried it? I have it? not, no. No, I bought one just out of curiosity because they're available still on the fleet mm-hmm. for some no, unknown reason. I don't know why they're still available there. I guess just for testing purposes or whatever. But they're like 200k. So they are expensive. And uh, I can't buy the suppressor for it. Or maybe I can now, but I, I couldn't when I bought it. But I could buy, because I'm Peacekeeper 3, I can now buy FMJ, the first bullet yeah, for it, which is yeah. basically the same as, you know, by 51 BCP FMJ. It's basically the same thing. But you can shoot, like, this thing on full auto at, with, 20, with a 25-round mag at 800 RPM, which is nuts. I think the spear is probably going to be the best gun. Like it's, it's it's, be I think it's definitely on par. Sure. It's definitely on par. with like the, the only thing is the limited supply of ammo, like... It's sort of that intermediate between 762 by 39 and like the by 51 guns because, you know, the full autos on 51, unless you're using the foul, you can only have a 20 rounder. The foul can get the 30, but it's quite heavy, but maybe that'll end up being really good. But like the, you know, the um, RD or the mutant, I'm not, I haven't felt the recoil on those yet, so maybe it's different, but, you know, they can get the 50 rounders and da da da. So this thing gets 25 rounds, but it fires like an intermediate bullet in between the two, which is like pretty, pretty good. And the and the Amazon traders too. So Peacekeeper three and Peacekeeper four. There's only two cartridges, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's on like the best ammo is on Peacekeeper four, I think is maybe kind of just like broken on its, yeah. on its own. Maybe it's not a craft because that's always been um, the name of the game, right? Is like how can I get what's the most available, hmm. most penetrating, highest damage ammo? Exactly. And this thing has got so Sig so Sig FMJ as we said is eighty damage and thirty six pen, which is which is good, but it's not as good as, say, like, M80, right? Which is feels sort of, like, balanced. Mm-hmm. But SIG Hybrid is 72 damage and 47 pen. Yeah, that's up there of BP. And, and the reason why this is insane is because it's the same pen as BP, yeah. which hits that perfect, like, class 5 breakpoint, or at least it used to. I, don't, I mean, we're gonna, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that in a second about armor. But, um, but it does, like, a lot more damage, right? 72 is a lot for 47 pen. And the issue is, is that in 551... In a 51 NATO, in 760 NATO, the pen goes 41, 44, 64. And that's the biggest issue with, you know, the big NATO bullet, because M62 is, like, comparatively low, and M- M61 is, like, so, so high, and there's no real middle ground. Whereas this is, like, the perfect middle ground, and you can buy it from the trader. Yeah, that's the key, You can buy key, 47 right? pen and 72 damage from, and yeah, it's Peacekeeper level 4, like, yes, it'll probably get banned at some point. But like it's a this round is insane, right? Yeah. And you can fire it full auto out of the out of the Sig Spear. And you know, I've got one with its special Tango. Or what, what's this this scope even called? It's got its own or it's got a scope that kind of comes with it recommended. This new one, Sig Tango 16, mm-hmm. which is good. It, it feels like 
um, the voodoo in the the Bravo had a baby. Oh, okay. It's like huh. it's like the voodoo, but with the Bravo reticle in the middle. It's like how it feels um, to me, at least. But it's you know it's it's pretty accurate. It's uh, it you can shoot it on full auto at like decent distance. The bullets are you know extremely powerful. Right. The only downside is just its sheer cost. I think it's eighteen hundred rubles from Peacekeeper, and it's like nearly three hundred k on the fleet. Yeah. So it is pricey, but I think that's probably fair enough, given where it stands in the meta. Interesting note as well. It can take, it comes stock with 25 round, or sorry, 20 rounders, but it can take mm. 25 rounders. And yeah. also, those 25 rounders can go into um, 7.62 NATO weapons as well, like the RSS. Oh. Yeah. So now you can really? get, yeah, I found that out. I was not aware of that. Oh ho ho! Yeah, so you can you can if you want you could even put in just the regular twenty rounders for additional plus one ergo. You know, squeeze that little bit of mid max, mm. but then you can upgrade. You just get an extra five rounds in there compared to the P mag. Just what is it compatible with? The MDR, the spear, obviously, the SR twenty five, and the RSAS. Okay, so it's not all of them; it's only some of them. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but for that to go in the MDR. Yeah, MDR is quite is big, nice. actually. Yeah, SR twenty five and RSAS as well is obviously amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I was not aware of that. That's very interesting. a little buff to those weapons, you know. Because the MDR in particular could do with that because of the full auto mode. Yeah, it really yeah, turns true. it into like a like a proper sort of CQBable gun. Like twenty is enough. Yeah, but it's tight. Yeah. Whereas 25 is a lot better. But the, the MDR fires quite slowly, right? Like, I think that's the only issue maybe with the spear is that it's almost like... It's, it's M4 levels of... I mean, it's 800 RPM, right? So yeah. the bullets, the bullets just, crazy, they go. <laughs> they go. You, you run dry really that fast. That going to melt. You do full auto it. Yeah, it's going to melt people. Like, the, uh, the RPM on it is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like firing... Exactly, right? Like, what, the mutant is, like, crazy meta, and that's 700 RPM rather than... No, is it... No, is it 650, the Mutant? I think the Mutant's 650. No, honestly. Because I think the RD is 600, because that matches the basic AKs. Whereas the... Oh, do I even have... I, think, I thought I had a Mutant somewhere. Maybe I'd keep dying whenever I pick one up. I think I've died every time I pick one up. RD is so, 600, like you said. I think Mutant is 650. Yeah, mutants, I think it's 650. Yeah, 650, you're right. Yeah, so 650, right? And that fires BP, and we know how like crazy right. it is to be on the other end of the Mutant. <laughs> this thing fires, it's better than BP, and it fires at 800 RPM. Like, we always thought that the foul was, like, the lowest time to kill in the game because you can fire 7.16.8 out of it at 700, right? This is another 100 RPM. It's a, yeah, it's an M4 firing, like, a baby between M80 and BP. Yeah, I mean, it's, mon it's monstrous. It's genuinely monstrous. It's kind of like the big brother of the SIG MCX. Kind of like the, the <laughs> 7.62 version of the SIG MCX. I guess. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know, like, IRL, how those, like, whether they're even, other yeah. than being made by the same company, but I'm not sure whether they're, like, related in any particular way, but. Oh, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, this is the other thing, is, like, they added these new stocks and, like, little attachments here and there, some new muzzle devices, but just another thing that kind of, like, triggers me a little bit. <laughs> it's, like, some mm. of the new muzzle devices, they're, like, the exact same as, like, some other previous muzzle device that we have for, like, an AK. But it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't even know if it's any cheaper or, 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 you know, 
it's just like a, it just feels like a clone. It's like, why was this even added? But uh, they added some new stocks that I thought would be kind of cool, like this Air 15 Daniel Defense Enhanced Collapsible Butt Stock. But and you could put a butt pad on it, but it's just kind of not good. Like the Mo beats mm. it still, so it's going to be another Mo. Like it, like a lot of stuff hasn't really changed in that regard, unfortunately. There's some yeah, attachments have just not been touched really outside of muzzles, I think. Yeah, I mean they they like they've had, like I said they added some new stuff. Some of it's just like skins, like reskins, like desert versus black, which is fine. But some mm, of the new like ones that. like go on, yeah, like specifically these the Daniel Defense M Lock vertical grips that go on the M Lock rails. Yeah, um, they're cool actually. They're, they're quite yeah, good. they're fine. They're fine. But a, a lot of the stuff hasn't really changed in that. Aspect, yeah, the only one that's like kind of cool is that the, and let me just go and make sure what it's called. So if you go to any of the AKs that take the AK special stocks, like the PT1 or the PT3, the PT1 now takes the AK butt pad. Yeah, I, I did catch that on your stream as well. Which is, which is kind of weird. And the, so now the PT1 with the butt pad is identical on stats. To the PT3, yeah. exactly the same. Whereas the P- the PT1 is what 13k, and the PT3 is 23k, but the butt pad is 4k. So yeah, the PT3 is slightly lighter. We're talking like 200 grams. So <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah. But it's like it's cheaper to go PT1 plus butt pad than it is to go PT3, which is you know some something slightly better that in that regard. Um, there's a new there's a new adapter for AKs as well, which is the uh, the CG101 AR type pistol grip adapter, which then allows you to add like Western grips. You can't put on like the Grav, unfortunately, but you can put on, say, like the, the Paracord AR15 skeletonized grip instead. So there's like even more adapters to get stuff over. I think you're still better off with the custom, you know, that's that weird sniper grip one, the ergonomic grip for AKs. That's still oh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, best, yeah. quote unquote. Because it gives you an extra two over this mm-hmm, funny, mm-hmm. Uh, this funny one, but um, you know that's it's interesting. I guess I mean I, I don't know if there's going to be that much use for it, but no. it's it's intriguing that you can at least do it. Yeah, yeah, it's there for the. <laughs> I don't think it's that valuable. RPers, I suppose. Yeah, there was another like there's a couple of handguards like what's this one at the Aspids, the AK Alpha Arms Aspid, mm-hmm. two and a half recoil. Okay, but I think like a lot of this stuff, it just doesn't really matter now, right? The Dominator handguard, like. We don't really care about recoil now so much. You know, I've been using like Tango Down stubby vertical foregrips on my build Honestly, when I couldn't buy the VFG, and I'm just like, mm, just use like whatever. Yeah, that's what I've been prioritizing. Just give me that plus seven ergo. Mm. Uh, for yeah, the I sold that all the time. You see, yeah, because it's like the same ergo as what like an RVG Black, but yeah, no one cares about like the two percent recoil because it just like makes very little right. difference. Like it, it didn't matter much before, mm-hmm. and. Now it just you can't even tell. Like I can't tell whether it's modded yeah. or not half the time. I can't even tell whether it's got suppressor or not these days with the guns. Yeah, and that's the it's thing kind of too. Wild. Since they nerfed the suppressors, both in terms of ergo and recoil, I just the gaps are going to be. I mean, as you said, like the M4, for example, it's like we used to went from like eighty to twenty or whatever. Now it's mm, like yeah, eighty to forty, and probably more realistically, it's going to be like forty-five, maybe fifty, because. You know, ergo mm-hmm. is a stat you want. Drum mags are also a thing that's nice. Oh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because like, even if I just quickly build, yeah. So it was it for the M4. It, it is genuinely forty-five is the best build, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, even if you build something like relatively sensible, even still like yeah, long barrel, the best muzzle brake combos, you're talking 50 ergo. No, sorry, 50 recoil. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've, we've really closed the gap a lot. Um, and that's with all the stuff. And I'm sure the 50 recoil M4 doesn't like, I haven't built one yet, but I'm sure it doesn't look that much different to the 80 recoil M4 in the new recoil model. It would have back in the day. Back in the day for The sure. 80 recoil M4 was like terrible, right? But yeah. now because it goes, duh, 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 it's just going to be the height of that gray. And then there's the actual like wild section will be like slightly smaller. Right. Which doesn't make that much difference. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's going to be the general case, which I mm. think is overall a very good thing in my opinion. I think so, because I just think at this point, like, everyone being able to use their guns in a way that is enjoyable mm-hmm. is more important than us sweating about, like, the leveling progression. Yeah, I feel the same. That's the conclusion I came to, because I was, as I said, I was concerned about it before, but now I'm just like, this is for the best, honestly. And, like, all the parts in there, you can kind of use whatever. You can make your guns look cool as well. Like, Tarkov's a very, like... Just a very sort of RP gun builder kind of game, and the fact yeah, that you have to use like very specific combinations to make the guns good actually felt pretty bad. Like I've never been one really for like just the aesthetics of the weapons particularly, but it you know I I have seen it many times from lots of different people. So it is nice now that people can just kind of do what they like mm-hmm. and build guns that look decent and they all perform all right. I think it's good. I do, I do think it's good. Like I've, I've sort of changed. Like I haven't really like changed my mind, but I was reserving judgment, and I'm happily proved sort of wrong about my concern. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, right? Like I'm, I'm happy for that. My concern actually ended up not really being an issue, and that I'm okay with it, and it's fine. Yep, that's good. I do want to give a quick shout to the SA58. Namely, there's a stock on here. So, like previously, when you would use the SA58, you would really prioritize recoil right so you would do like mm-hmm. the typical tube adapter and then you would slap on the atp because that's the buffer tube that gives you the most recoil reduction and then like the gen 3 psr i mean it would tank your ergo but it was like whatever i need the recoil but there is a innate stock like you don't have to do all this tube and adapter stuff I feel like the sbr were one of those ones yeah so a whole bunch. it has like a ton of so like in comparison to what i have now the tube adapter and the Gen 3, it's given me 14 extra ergo at the cost of two recoil, mm. which is like, that's got to be one of the biggest swings I've seen for like stocks. So, and I think that, you know, it's not like a, it's not like some hidden gem. I think a fair amount of people you knew about and would use it, but I feel like now it's going to really be super viable, you know, more common in it. Yeah. I've been playing around builds. I got like this this 16 inch barrel, you know, drum mag. <laughs> you could probably even do like a swap it out with like a 30 rounder and slap a scope on top to get very similar ergo performance. But yeah, it's, mm. I don't know. I'm excited to kind of get to that point and see how things play. Yeah. The one, yeah, no, it should be good. The one thing I will say, my, my concern is I'm a bit concerned about the recoil. Because it is so... Well, I was about to say, I, I need to do some testing. I've, I'm not sure if there will be a meta around, like, this weird burst and then stopping. Like, not, like, mm. actual three-fire burst, but you basically fall out a gun, and you stop right as it's about to hit the apex, because then you don't yeah. get that random shake, and then you just, like, keep resetting that. 
And the one thing I'm worried about is that there's not, doesn't seem to be taken into account like a cooldown or like a, a, a heat meter, if you will. Like it almost yeah. feels a bit binary. And my concern there is that there could be some, you know, uh, cheating, we'll say, like macros, auto clickers, worst, oh, I see. worst case being scripting where not only is it, you know, you could like combine both macros and scripting to where the scripting moves your mouse down to compensate for mm. it automatically for you. But anyways, point yeah. being, that's something that I want to like test out. And if that's a concern on the exploring side, it needs to be addressed. Um, yeah, hopefully just like Tarkov's general variance will prevent it, I hope, because it's not precise patterns they do it does change that like the height of the different bullets does change from what i've seen so far but i mean it's still a legitimate concern i mean outside of that it's feeling okay to me because you're kind of trading rpm for accuracy which you can yeah. kind of do to a greater or lesser extent as people get further away you single tap and as they're a bit closer you start to like burst them we'll go like really quick bursts and then as they get really close you full auto I did, like it feels kind of much more natural than it did to me but yeah we're we're still early days right it's hard to know yeah, like I said, I need to do more testing. I was playing around a little bit last night um, or the other day, and it's just like, it's like you're full autoing, but you're like kind of just like spamming it. It's like you're lowering yeah. the RPM in a, in a way. It's, yeah, like artificially or whatever. Yeah, like. but I think that's kind of okay, though. Yeah, It might be. I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, just I don't know. It just feels, it's, it's a concern of mine. But uh, yeah, that's a valid question, I think. The one, the one thing that does feel off is hip fire feels really bad now. Like they've mm. changed it. And you're right. Yeah. It almost feels like, I don't know. How to, I don't know how to describe it. It almost feels like the bullets don't go where the lasers going. They pointed. I don't know. I feel the same too with plotting with scopes. There's a lot of like stuff I need to like, kind of like suss out because it could just be all in my head. And it, yeah, it, it could might also just be, because be it's different. yeah, and it, and it could also be the armor plates coming to play, mm. but uh, I don't know. Anyways, on on to armor yeah. plates, I suppose. <laughs> good, good. Segue. I guess so. Yeah, before we get too sidetracked, yeah. but uh, yeah. So armor system. Where to start with the armor system? There's so much stuff going on. I mean, I still need to do more work on it. Been speaking to lots of people about it. You know, lots of testing, lots of things going on here. I think... I've been using the Ulay a lot. Let's put it that way, because it's like the closest to the old armors as any of them. The Ulay is class four, and it's class four everywhere except for the neck, which is class two. So because it's like inbuilt soft armors, everywhere that it covers, it covers at class four, which is easy at least. Like you know that you're gonna get, you're not gonna get like you can, you can still get shot in the armpit, oh, or whatever. I but... see the logic there. See, I yeah, I have a like different logic. Best and back. There's no <laughs> plates, so it's not like it's not like so. The most the most fundamental principle of the whole thing is that the armor plate is is smaller than the chest hitbox, right. right? So you can be shot through the class two at the sides, but it's class four, five, six in the middle, whereas the Ulay is class four right to the edge. And that's the fundamental principle oh. about the built-in armors. So that will get less valuable as time goes on, as people use ammos that are clearing through class four, because then it's like, well, I may as well have class yeah. five or six because it's gonna go through two or four. So I may as well have the chance to stop it in the center rather than just not stop it anywhere. But at least for the time being, I think the Yulee is quite good on that basis. 
There are downsides to that as well, um, which is, you know, you're not using placeable plates. You don't get the benefits from them, i.e. zero blunt damage if it absorbs a bullet, because that is quite a big buff. You know, the what seems to be in weird penetration mechanics with the armor plates, which I, I'm... Need to do a lot more about that because that's the one that's the big question mark for me right yeah, now. Like, there's lots sure. of testing that has been done a lot by other people as well about like plate hitboxes, about armpit, about you know the size of these things, like different types and da da da. But like the penetration mechanics seem really weird. All I've seen so far is people posting stuff being like, I shot class three two times with 300 blackout AP and it didn't go through that kind of stuff. So it's it's a bit weird. Um. I'm not really sure yet. But yeah, I mean, the one big disadvantage of having these like, inbuilt plates is that it's just, that's it. It's just armor is what it is. If you get shot from the front, that's it. Whereas if you've got, say, two class four plates in a Karasa, you can, and you get shot from the front, you can swap the front plate to the back and the back plate to the front and then carry on with your day, which is kind of neat. So you don't get that advantage. But um, also there's like the, the system, I don't know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of ramble here because yeah, it's like there's it. too much to talk about. It's like a huge spider web of stuff. The system is kind of like, in my opinion, is like, it's three-tiered with some nuances. So it's like, here's the inbuilt armors. These ones you can't change. The best of these are class four. And basically the ULA, because the 6B3TM, the old rat rig, is terrible now because it's class two at the back. The whole back of the rat rig is class two. The whole front is class four. It's arguable as to, you know, whether that's good or, or, or whether you care about that so much. Right. But once you've completed the relatively early quest, the ULA is uh, 64K mm-hmm. and the rat rig is... Um, well, I can't even buy it apparently. Like 80, it, but, I guess. It's a barter. Oh, no, yeah, because it's a. Oh, no, sorry. It's a barter for. Oh, yeah, it's a quest complete for it that I haven't done. I think it's the teapot and the chainless thing. Mm. I think it's about the same. So it's probably about the, it's probably about the same. So, like, the ULA is like, yeah, it's got class 4 everywhere, which is good. Um, and the other one that you can buy is like 6B13, which is the other armored one, which is cheap. But, like, yeah, being 64K, it's just like, it's just so cheap. So you've got like the inbuilt ones, and that goes from the packer all the way to the ULA. And then you've got the plate type armors, like the one that Church has got on screen for those who are watching on the video side. And that's the 6B13, which is, yeah, as I, I think about it, it's like the base class four mm-hmm. vest because it's got like a Russian plate in the front and back, which is a sort of a specific thing. Um, as in like not, you know, it's not, they're, they're replaceable, but they're like very pre- specific plates that you could put in there. Like you right. can't put a Western plate in there, for example, because it's like a bespoke shape or whatever. Um, but the issue is with the, within the replaceable rigs you've got or armor vests in general like rigs and armor vests you've got either class 2 protection or class 3 so it's like a two-tiered thing most of the armors that we used to think of and it does it works relatively logically most of the armors that we used to think of as class 5 armors or class 6 armors have class 3 protection on the soft armor the non-plate bit most of the armors that we used to think of as class 4 protection have class 2 on them yeah. as the soft armors yeah. almost exclusively there's a couple of exceptions. Thor, mm-hmm. the, the little Thor, the one that people used to use for Punisher, the baby trooper, basically. <laughs> that guy has class three behind it with class four defaults over the top, but obviously you can change the plates if you want. And the other exception is the Karunt, which is class five plates, right. but class two behind. Right. That one caught me off guard. So, so there's a little switcheroo there. Yeah. Otherwise, they're all as you would expect. So... um. AACPC, you know, Osprey, Zbralo, the Big Thor, the Gen 4s, the Tactech. These guys are all class three on the soft armor. The, the Banshee, the AVS, the Trooper, you know, all of these other class four ones, they're all class two in the background. And the important part for this is that some of them have neck and some of them don't. 
And the, some of them that have neck, of the class three soft armors, <laughs> again, some of them have neck and some of them don't. So there's actually only a small number of armors in the game yeah. that have like class three around the throat. How important that's going to be, I'm not sure. Because the Crasso is obviously class two around the neck. And the Yule is class two around the neck. <clears throat> and interestingly, the, yeah, as I said, because of the class two nature of it, the Karund is class two around the neck, which is kind of annoying. Whereas the Gazelle is class three around the neck because it's of that like tier higher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the armor that I think is going to be really good, and I mean, the flea market's still stabilizing because people are still coming to grips with the fact that these armors are like basically useless without the plates in them. So they're not really worth spending tons of money on. But the one that I think is going to be quite good is the Osprey. Yeah, no, I Because, you know, you can take front plates and side plates. It's class three. It has a class three soft, I mean. It's got neck protection and it's got shoulders as well. And I need to do some testing with it because when you wear it, it kind of protects like the back of the arms too. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure exactly like where the hitbox goes on that thing. I, I from, from what I've spoken to people about at the moment, it doesn't seem to matter I'd, I'd need to compare like the osprey to something like the gazelle and just see like what the actual hitboxes say because i think for the soft armor just what it says matters i think that's that is the same as the old system except uh there's just more hitboxes as i understand it i think the only thing that is kind of funky is the plate because the plate is its own hitbox like over the top of the soft sections if that kind of makes sense so you know, the gazelle, for example, has like stomach, thorax. This is like the armor area. Stomach, thorax, upper back, lower back, left side, right side, throat, and neck. Whereas the osprey has got stomach, thorax, upper back, lower back, left side, right side, which is the same, throat, neck, and then left shoulder, right shoulder. And I don't know what left shoulder, right shoulder relates to. And I, at, the, at this point, I can't remember. At least I haven't done the testing. I'm not sure if left shoulder, right shoulder protects a thorax hitbox i see what you're saying that is getting shot right now because i know some people are getting shot like above the armor plate in the thorax area but it's a shoulder shot but then it's but it's going into the thorax hip hitbox pool yeah i think at the moment it's the, i don't know it's complicated so i'm not 100 percent sure about that i want to test the osprey but like my gut instinct is that the osprey is probably going to be like the best armor in the game probably i feel the same i think because of the low debuffs now one thing that's really really random and really interesting is that i spent an evening a very sad, lonely <laughs> evening, going through all of the armors in the handbook and writing down all of the numbers oh, no. as to what their hit, what not hidden stats, what their debuffs are. Yeah, and then removing the plates out of the because obviously I don't have a copy of any of them, so I had to go in and look at the plate debuffs and then minus that from the what the debuffs say on the armor to figure out what the base debuffs are on the rig. Okay, which is quite interesting, and the same for weight. And the one fascinating thing that in some cases this isn't true. But in almost all cases, the weight of the armor minus the weight of the plates was already the same in the game as it was previously. So nothing changed. So, but they so added. They didn't actually change anything. But what's happened is that the plates have been added to the game okay. and are in the armors now. And it it kind of it kind of depends. And so like the so the, the default builds for most of the armors the weight of them is the same now as it was before but there's a a sort of simultaneous equation going on because lots of the different armors share different kinds of plates and things and it's like it's a bit it's a bit weird because there's certain circumstances where i can't now that i'm thinking about it i can't remember why i came to this conclusion but there's 
the conclusion that I came to, well, maybe maybe I was just like sleep deprived and adult. I actually can't remember at this point. But um, the conclusion that I came to was that like BSG have been thinking about this for a while because a lot of the stuff just all added up, even without like even without uh, having the hitboxes in the game, all of the weights made sense, even though different plates could fit into different ones and stuff. But like, I mean, you, I guess you could, I guess you could. Yeah, no, that was why. Because yeah, you, cause you can't really fudge it. So say like two armors have got two class four plates in. Okay. The class four plates are always going to be the same weight, no matter which armor they're in, right? Mm -hmm. But the weights were, I guess they could have just like X'd out the weight of the rig. They said, oh, well, here's what it is right now. So just minus the two plates, that's the weight of the rig. I suppose they could have done it that way. Anyway, like it was mostly consistent, is my point. It was mostly consistent. Um, but yeah, like what goes in what is very interesting. I spent a long time looking at that because that's also quite complicated. Mm -hmm. And some things that I didn't realize quite at the beginning about what goes where in terms of because you link search something like the Western armors are fine because you can put stuff wherever you like, but the kind of Easterny more armors are like back and front specific. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Can't so like the press prone. vest. <laughs> yeah, the press vest takes a, a like an eastern plate at the front and a western plate at the back. Kind of weird. Special mention to the press at the moment because press, as I'm, I'm pretty sure, I've not tested it, but I'm going to and I'm probably going to put it in a video very soon. Pretty sure the press vest is bugged. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't have any armor on the front. Hmm. I feel, I feel um, like this is a theme I used of it a little bit, right but I think that this does well. This one is a very specific bug mm -hmm. because when you put the plate in, like the Zhuk three ballistic plate, when it's in the press, the armor area disappears, and the armor areas covered on the press doesn't have front plate. Oh, it's like actually missing. Interesting. And someone has tested it, and it doesn't have any armor. On the front, yeah, like a even when bug. there's a plate inside, yeah. so there's a bug there. It just needs to be updated. Literally, it just needs an armor area added to its table, as I understand it. Okay. Um, so that's kind of weird. So don't use the press. I did speak about that in the video that I did because I was like, "This looks weird," and I'm not sure. You know, I don't really know. But uh, yeah, so that's weird. And then that's why everybody was buying the Karasa because the Karasa can take. It's the cheapest like base rig that you can buy <clears throat> from the fleet or from Ragman with neck protection at class two and takes Western plates front and back. So obviously from the link search, you can't tell what, like which plates go in where, mm -hmm. but once you realize that there's actually not, there's only a very small subset of armors that are like front back specific. And it's basically like, well, it's funny because when you look at the press, the press armor and the gazelle and the Zhuk 6A, which has been renamed, by the way, because that name doesn't make any sense anymore because 6A was referencing its armor class. Um, that's now called the Zhuk body armor digital because it's just the carrier. And then it's got the class six granite 4RS in it because the, the, the Zhuk press armor and the Zhuk digital are basically the same vest. Oh, okay. Huh, how about Pretty that? Pretty much, except that except the Zook's got the class two right. soft, and the, the digital has got class three. And then the gazelle is also basically the same vest again. I mean I think it even told you honestly, I I just obviously never read these descriptions, but to be fair, the digital flora one or the old Zook 6A, that was 
you know, it's so incredibly rare that nobody ever had it. Yeah. But that one says in its description, based on the gazelle, serving as its lightweight copy. So they're actually all the same armor. So it's basically like the two, the, the press, the, uh, the gazelle, the juk, like uh, the old 6A, and then the 6B13. Maybe the 6B23 as well? No, it's just the 6B13, I think. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it can take it. I can't remember. But anyway, they've got that like diamond-shaped plate in the front. So that's like very specific to them. Killer armor as well is another one. There's like, there's a few that take this like diamond-shaped plate. Yeah. And I think the 6B23 does as well. Yep, 6B23. The one and the two. Yep. I think they do it. I think they do too. Um, they actually have a weird plate at the start. They have like this weird like two, two-stage plate thing, but they can also take the diamondy plate, I believe. But then the back of those, they, the Zhuk ones take a Western style plate, whereas the six B thirteens they take the custom plate, the like squ- the the two part square plate, which is pretty interesting. So it's quite complicated, like going yeah. back and forth between <laughs> the handbook, between the plates. Like I I did end up with a list of the plates. I've got like um, I'm not sure if I have it open, but I don't know, I probably do. Probably have it. Open. There's a whole there's a list of uh the class fours, which I think are the probably the most important one because they can be bought on the flea market. You've got Global's Armor Steel Ballistic, the Kibber Arms one, Monoclete Level Three that comes in the Trooper, New Sphere Tech, Spartan Alaphros, and Spartan Omega. Those those are the class four plates because they can all be um purchased and sold on the flea market when they're finally made. So you can take them out of armors and sell them separately. The cheapest of those, bizarrely, is the Monoclete Level 3. I think it's because you find it in armors more often, maybe, like in the Trooper and whatnot, like you find them in there. They're only like 29k on the fleet, which I think is pretty cheap, because in my opinion, they're the best, because they're the lightest. They're only 1.3 kilos, and they are UHMWP, the polymer material, so they've also got good durability. Yeah, Not that anyone really cares about the durability on the plates, it seems, because plates lose durability really slowly, they don't pass through any blunt damage, doesn't matter, they've got weird pen mechanics, which, as I said, I just don't really know how that works yet. But monoclete level 3 seem to be really good. Once you get up to, like, Peacekeeper 3, you can buy the two other ones. There's the one that's called the New Sphere Tech, which are only 2 kilos, and that's $166 from Peacekeeper. And there's the Spartan Elafros, which is 1.6 kilos for $174 from Peacekeeper. So that's actually technically even cheaper. So they're not too bad. And then Skier 3 gives you the, the Spartan Omega, but that thing is like a, a hefty beast. It's like four kilos. So having two of those in is going to add like eight kilograms to your PFC. So I'd like avoid using those if, if you can. But it's quite interesting. Um, the other interesting thing about plates and like the flea market is that you can buy the class five side plates. Yeah. And I think six as well. Oh, okay. Off the flea. But they're obviously quite expensive. Sure. So, yeah, S-Sappy Level 3 Plus is a five, a class 5 plate. You can buy those on Peacekeeper. I mean, side is like, is it useful? Like, I don't know. It protects like part of your stomach and maybe a bit of your thorax, but it's like, it's such a small piece. But it only costs like 10K mm-hmm. on Peacekeeper. Once you're at Peacekeeper 3, so you're just like, well, I may as well, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying it. Um, or and then you've got like SB Level 4, five which is a class six armor because it because these are using like the western uh armor rating system which is called uh nij yeah i believe yeah um and so the sp level five ballistic plate ceramic is a armor class six in tarkov that's peacekeeper four and that's like 160 bucks so that's more like 20k 
they'll be worth putting in. And then you've got the granite side plate, which is a classic ceramic. That one's on Ragman 4. They're 50k on the flea, but only 16k from Ragman. So like, you know, you'll be able to buy these later and it won't be too bad. Like, I, I don't think kitting out one of these things is necessarily like terrible. <laughs> so anyway, there's like, there's loads of like random interesting stuff about it, about what fits in what, what's good, what's not. But I do, I genuinely think that the Osprey is going to be amazing because of its like soft armor and the fact that it can take both front and side plates. That seems to be pretty good. You can't protect against armpit. It's not a hit zone mm. that is protectable, which is painful. So if you, and I'm, anyone who's seen like air, the stuff Airing's been doing, your PMC, when they stand with gun, they lean their arm, their left arm forwards. But, um, there was a sort of a discussion about like whether their posture is correct or not, because PMC's posture now matters and you lean too far forwards and it exposes the side of your rib cage or whatever. And you can get shot in the armpit. And also because BSG decreased the size of the arm hitbox because people are complaining about arms tanking <laughs> too many bullets. Now you can shoot directly through the arm model, not hit the hitbox because the hitbox is smaller than the model. And you can hit the armpit behind and two-tap people in the thorax through somebody's left arm because you just don't even like it. The bullet travels through the model, but the hitbox is smaller and is, um, I don't know, like a cylinder, I suppose. And it's smaller than the, the fabric of the clothing on the PMC's model. So you can look like you're shooting the arm. You're actually shooting their chest. And because of the way they're turned, it shoots them in a piece that's unprotected because it's like in, the, in line with their left arm. So that's kind of where the left arm problem comes in. Um, I mean, you've got the neck thing as well. So the amount of area that you've got where you just die is obviously bigger. Yeah. It was face. They've added some, like the head hitbox has changed a little bit. It's now got like a face hitbox. But I think that might be... Like different ones cover like different things. You've got some that still say the old stuff, which is like eyes, jaws. I don't know where the face is like both together. I think it might be. I'm not 100% sure yet on exactly what that means. But obviously you've got throat now. Um, or you've got like, you've got the neck armor hit zone, which is like, or it's, it's not an armor hit zone. You've got, the, you've got the neck protection, which comes on most armors, which dictates like that the armor has neck protection in some form. But then when, it, when you go on the armor areas, the hitboxes for that is throat, which is the front part, and neck, which is the back part. Yeah, yeah. So that's now bigger, obviously, to get like a one-tap if, no if someone's not wearing any armor there. And it's quite hard to protect the neck. You know, it's plus two or three, depending on the armor. So does the neck armor on like a 6P13 protect the throat? It, it does, okay. yeah. And it protects that area. But so, just and the even like, so the Osprey, is a for example. confusing. Yeah, so the, the Osprey, for example, because mm. I've got it up, it's got... Um, it's got class three armor points of eight on the neck. Oh, it says throat. And then when you when you yeah, yeah when you hover over the armor areas, it's got throat and neck. The throat being the front bit, and the neck being the back bit. Okay, yeah. So like that's like the hitbox thing. Right. Whereas the other part is the armor thing. It's like it depends on like which side you're coming from. Confusing. Um, I'm still yet to determine if you can shoot somebody. Like I don't think you can. I think as I said, I think it's the old system so that. If it says it covers throat, I don't think you can ever like die to a throat shot That's... without the armor being in the way, even if the model looks like it. I don't think it's like precisely true to the models, but like the yeah. hitboxes are just a lot more detailed than they were. So right. for all intents and purposes, like it's good enough, I think. Um for the most part anyway. What's good enough? So, like the, the system as a whole. That... Yeah, that system in general. Like for what they want to do. Like I don't think it needs to be, you know, each hitbox modeled off the armor precisely oh the yeah fact that yeah all neck yeah. armors protect the neck right on every it's just kind of like a general yeah. yeah it's like good enough right like you can't like the guy can look down and then look up at 45 degrees and then you can like slice it in between <laughs> the bottom of their chin and the armor yeah, still hit the throat that. like i don't yeah 
it doesn't have to be that detailed. Right, like I don't, right. it's not, it's not that important. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah. So there's, so there's that. And then, oh, what was I saying? I kind of lost my train of thought now. There's just like so much to it. But yeah, so you've got okay, yeah. So yeah, so you've now got like the the armpit thing, which you can die to. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. Well, maybe this is true or not. And like armpit doesn't really matter, I don't think, because you can get shot through the side and be shot in the chest, chest yeah, in arm, just... like, and die anyway. So I feel like <sighs> armpit, like it's its own, it's like its own like death screen PMC hit area. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really matter. It would almost be better if it didn't tell you. I think people hate seeing like armpit and going like this sucks. I mean, whereas if it just said like chest, you would not know. And then you'd feel better about life and go, oh, I guess it penned the soft armor. But like at least at least that way you know that there isn't any soft armor on armpit. Well, at least I don't think so. I mean, are we a hundred percent sure you can get shot in the side in the chest and it doesn't touch any of the armor? I'm pretty sure, yes. Okay. There was a graphic that Airwing produced, which is like showed the armpit hitbox. Mm-hmm. And then there was the area around it, which was just like the chest hitbox. Oh, okay. Or one of the or one of the other ones anyway. Um, the PMC armor area is annoying because, or not armor areas, the PMC hit zone areas are irritating because you only find out like where it was on the death screen. Yeah, like I haven't been so pitted yet. It's annoying to test. <laughs> yeah, I've, no, I, I didn't, I've been armpitted actually, but I've been I've been throated a bit, but yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> I've been throated once. Throated, head throat. Uh, I've mostly been lying a chest, and I think that's because you know I, I, soft armor. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's one of those things where, like, it doesn't, like, actually, well, hearing you talk about using the Yule and your mm. reason behind it, I went a different route, which was, my reasoning was, I want to be invulnerable <laughs> when it hits the plates. <laughs> but the problem with that is the trade-off is now I have soft armor on the sides, which I'm basically, you know, widening the spectrum of possibilities. On one hand, yeah. I'm a god. On the other hand, skill issue, you know, whereas you've kind of went with the more consistent reliable approach mm. and i want to now i want to switch <laughs> because <laughs> the other thing that compounded that too is because the ammo pin has been lowered availability wise across the board yeah so like in a lot of ways the ula is kind of goaded in that aspect yeah like it'll protect you against m855 against yeah now that now that pp's been nerfed because pp is used to be 36 pen right so it would deal with it handily now it's 34 pen which is in that important bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's worse. SRST is 33 pen. PS for 545 is 31 pen. Like, yeah, you're still going to get... I mean, even even like 762 PS, to be fair, is 35 pen, I believe. Uh, yes. So, you know, it's going to get through some of the time, but it's, it's certainly going through class two, whereas it's not necessarily getting through class four on the first hit anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's an interesting one. I think like once you've got class five access, I think that changes the maths a little bit just because you're like, well, I'm giving up class five front back now for class four everywhere. Like, is that worth it? Would I rather have two five or three five rather than four uniform? It depends on the average ammo of the player base, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. That's the, the more important factor to drive it. Like once people are Peacekeeper 4 and 5.6A1 is all over the place, and people are able to buy 45 AP and those kind of ammos, which will go through the class four. It's like, maybe now it's time to switch over to the three five or the two five or whatever you want to do. Uh, for the time being, I think the Yule is still all right. But um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's based on the enemy's ammo, likely ammo. Yeah. Plus, plus also reminding yourself about scabs and buckshot in the throat. This is like this is where it always come all comes back. It's like there are other ways around it though. You can do something like there's like the weird helmets. I did one which was oh how did I do it? LSHZ light helmet plus ears. It ended up being like ninety k, so it wasn't worth it. But I just did it for kind of jokes. Plus ears, plus like mandible. Yeah, the, the stormtrooper mandible thing. Well, not even the Stormtrooper one, you know, just the, just oh, the like, that the jaw one, yes, mandible, yes. that one, yeah, the white one, which no one has ever used before because it's class two, but it's class two and it covers the throat. Right. So I paired that with a Thor, class four plates and a class three soft armor. Yeah. So I was That's like, the big downside of the Thor is that there's no throat. Right. But if you can, if you can replace the throat with the, mm-hmm. the mandible or something or whatever else, there's another one, I think there's a... It's got like a sharp yeah. mouth painted on it or something. Yep. Is it part of the the Neo yep. something helmet? Can't remember. It's that one anyway. And I think that's class three over the throat. And you can layer these things. So if you actually have a throat armor, a neck yeah, armor, you can layer it. You can yeah. actually have multi layered things. So it's still not going to help you against something that's got fifty pen. But you know, maybe if you've got, I don't know, a forty five pen bullet coming through, it'll take some damage reduction from the first layer. Maybe you know on the, from the class three. And then maybe if you've got another class three behind it, then it might take some more damage reduction. And then the class two finally catches it because the pen's been reduced enough. I don't know. You've got an interesting one on screen. Yeah, this one's weird. I, I didn't really, I didn't know about it until I saw, I think I saw Willers using it. And it's like, what? This is a class four face mask. I mean, you can't wear a helmet with it, but you get face, jaws, eyes, top head coverage. It's a class four. I think it's crazy. I th- yeah, I think it's that's like kind of a- nutty, dude. It's like a baby Tagilla helmet kind of thing. Oh my god, they're going three <laughs> thousand. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Class four across the whole face is like nutty. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And you can wear a headset presumably with it. I think. Yeah, you can. What is this Ragman? Which, I don't know. It's a quest lock. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it after this. <laughs> I'm gonna prioritize yeah. that quest. <laughs> but I think that thing is insane. Yeah, it like seems class four good. over the whole face is just bonkers. Yeah, but. uh yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think I think the system's overall is interesting. Like, I feel like there's a lot of detail in it and a lot of things to explore. I think the frustrating part for me right now is just like this uncertainty on how it works and like, is it a bug? Is it a feature? And I haven't really had any like, I, I yeah, I, I would say there's just a lot of factors going because I've had like experiences where like I've shot a crap ton of bullets. Like, I have one where I have. 71 bullets shot and like 53 hit count or like maybe it was 75 bullets and 51 hit count and i managed to kill one guy but mm. i just like i don't know if that's like the recoil because like i feel like there's some weird stuff going off the scopes and when you full auto it just doesn't go where it's aiming because i was using the aug right and it's like yeah i was using a 3x the 3 by 12 and so i was on the 3x mode and i had to only been like 25 meters away i mean i could pull up the clip but um, man, it's just like, dude, this guy was eating, and I was just like, I don't like, am I hitting his plate? Like, because after the experience, I was like, okay, I just need to like go for the reliable thing that's always been reliable, and that's head eyes, right? Like, you just, you know, yeah, in some ways, the throat kind of like expanded the hitbox, but uh, basically, yeah, anyways, I, yeah, I would just that would, and then the, you know, I gotta think too, it's like, okay, well, I was using M855, so if like they had class three, their arms can do something. More than likely, maybe, maybe mm. they had class four, you know, and that, that would have been. Yeah. I don't know what they had, you know. It's just like it's 
there's like so many things going on. I just like to have that one aspect more certain that the armor is a bug feature plate, you know, because that that's the thing is like if M61 is like going to tank the plates, then like I feel like I really want M61. But in reality, who's going to have M61? You know, like, sure, they're yeah. going to have like a couple rounds of it, but like. That's probably like yeah, one. I don't of, even know how to get it at the minute. Yeah, it's probably like one out of twenty. Like they probably like found it in raid or something, right? You know, mm-hmm. like it was in a mag or something. One in twenty players found it. And now they got like I think I actually had one round of M9A5. I I just loaded it in the chamber or something. I was like, hey, let me just get rid of this, right? <laughs> or no, it was M993. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, I just put it in the. Or like one bullet of M9A5. Yeah, it was in a mag or something. But... Anyways, yeah, I've I've got uh, where is it? I've got two bullets of 338 Lapua Magnum AP. Whoa. Watch out. Two. Watch out. But I have nothing to put them in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, how am I going to get the AXMC or the Mark 18 Mjolnir? I should probably just sell no this APSX. I have 26 rounds. I don't think I'm ever going to use it. Take it an AP7? Yeah, but, I mean, headshot damage, man. It's just hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, there was a weird thing which needs a bit more investigation. <clears throat> Another one was people trying to bust up the armors for So It Good Quest, which, you know, is mm-hmm. not really working right now because you have to get all the inbuilt sections under 50%. And, um, you know, people who were like wanted to push up to Capo and like do the late quests like had to get through this thing and people were obviously having to help them. And I was being asked a bit about like what ammos I would suggest. And I was like, well, if you want to try and get the neck hitbox, then you want to use APSX because you won't ever die because it's like yeah. precisely 35 damage. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, <laughs> it's been killing people. <laughs> Classic. And none of us know why. I've had some weird instances too where I've been shot at like a scab shot me and. He hit my head, but I didn't get, like, the sound that he hit my helmet. But I had oh. the concussion effect, like, the double vision. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't get, like, the jerk. And he only did, like, 17 damage to me. And I'm like, what happened? Like, my helmet's perfect. Like, if he hit my head, but, like, if he hit my head with a shotgun round, it should have done way more damage. So did he hit my throat? Which I maybe he did. I, I wasn't really thinking that logic at the time, so I never yeah. checked. It's just like I don't, I don't know. There's so much mystery yeah, in this new system. I don't like it. It's so uncertain. Giga. <laughs> I know. Chat was saying like maybe it fragments, and that was that was actually my question as well. Oh, yeah, that's another maybe thing. it fragments on the head, yeah. but it's only like ten percent, and it happened like two or three times. Maybe yeah, maybe they wow. were unlucky doing the testing. I wasn't there to see it, but yeah, they were like yeah, we were you know a couple of meters away. Like when I tested it previously, it would deal you know thirty four point two damage or something. Because we were testing ricochet off of glasses, and we yeah. never died. Yeah. APSX, not ever. Yeah, and I even you, you could shoot somebody. You can literally shoot somebody in the head with it, and they won't die. Mm-hmm. But maybe BSJ changed something. I don't know. I, I feel like some stuff has changed that we can't see. I wonder if they've changed some stuff behind the scenes that, like, you know, the ammo charts have been updated. But it's like if people are dying to a neck shot, it maybe something's been like diddled with because. I still don't see how it's possible for them to die unless there was a, as, as we said, right, unless there was a fragment. But I don't, yeah, I just don't really know. 
still 35 damage on the chart, but shouldn't be killing people in the neck. Unless maybe it shoots, maybe it hits you twice. Who knows? That's maybe it goes to the neck hitbox right. and then hits you in the head hitbox again. And the thing about that is that it doesn't matter normally because you die in one shot. Whereas if you get hit with APSX, it's a very specific case where you would expect not to die, but it does kill you because it goes through both hitboxes and it, they both go to the head and it, and it kills you. That could well be the case, honestly. Um, which, would honest, which would be okay, actually. As a game balance thing, that's probably fine because I've always wanted people to die in one shot to the head if they get pecked, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I feel like that's fair. <laughs> I've always thought that was a good thing, so that actually kind of fixes that problem. It's annoying for testing because now there are no bullets really that you can do it with. There are some because you can... You could use some like crappy bullets that'll get damage reduced enough in theory, but yeah, it's a bit it's complicated. Um, but yeah, right now things seem really weird. Pen is a bit strange. I'm not, I'm suspicious of armor plates and yeah, yeah the way that they don't seem to calculate the in the normal way, mm -hmm. and you know they absorb more damage than they seem to for the class they are, mm -hmm. and no one knows whether that's a bug or not. And like you know, it's, it's like I was saying T45 against class three plates, people taking like you know five hits. And it's just like weird stuff. Yeah. Weird stuff. So uh, it needs a bit more testing. It needs more testing. Yeah. Overall, though, it's it's been a pretty wipe. Still plenty of things. You know, it's Tarkov. Still plenty of frustrating things. But uh, I can foresee myself probably hitting max traders. Hey. Maybe, <laughs> maybe some extra quests to unlock some other cool, you know, mm. progression stuff. It makes a big difference if you've got friends playing there, right? Yeah, definitely ups a bit. Yeah, there was yeah, a couple of times where I didn't really. I mean that yeah, I I logged on to to do the grind and that just like killed my desire to play when I grinded. <laughs> Vitality is just mm. like. Yeah. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff is just like yeah, yeah, doesn't make you feel good about life. Yeah, but no street. What am I, what is, am I doing? Street is really cool. I haven't messed with the BTR because of all the horror stories I've heard. I'm just like. Actually, funny enough, before the really horror stories came out, one of my buddies, he was like, I'm going to go up to it and, and see what happens. And he got shot at by it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a frustrating experience. We were like, oh, guess yeah. we're never going near that thing again. <laughs> Absolute classic. Yeah, they need to sort that out because it's super fun. But yeah, it needs to not just like murderize everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that was the thing. It was confusing because like we anticipated a PMC coming out to loot him, but that didn't seem to happen. Like, and then we thought maybe he's just like, you know, because we don't know how it works. So maybe he's just sitting in there going to ride the whole ride to his destination. Just mm. No idea. But apparently, you know, yeah, hopefully that gets sorted out because it's a bit unfortunate that kind of the norm, you know, everyone's idea is just to avoid it because it may kill you and likely will. <laughs> the murderous overlord that is the BTR. Yeah. It's like. Today you are the target. Yeah, that that was the one. It's like we could. That was the one comedy that it was like it needs to like tell you that it's not friendly. Like maybe there's the Russian driver yelling "Suka bliat" in like a megaphone. Yeah, shouting or whatever with a megaphone. Right. That'd be great, actually. Can you imagine? Yeah, that would be good. Be good. Almost like you know, there's kind of like I don't know, election things you see in films with a big megaphone, but just like shouting, you know, just Russian profanity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Or even like a headlamp or something searching. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Mode. Yeah. <clears throat> that'd be like kind of immersive as well, especially at nighttime. Can you imagine you see this BTR searching? You're just like, oh, dude, that'd be so cool, actually. Wow. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Tarkov's yeah. not a horror game at all, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Got armored mechanical 
invulnerable machine hunting you down in the darkness. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We, we did, um, Streets has been really fun. Shoreline's been pretty great, honestly. There's the, uh, yeah, there's the vaulting exploit. Have you heard about this? In short, the doors. In the resort, yeah, you can, like, go onto any of the balconies of Shoreline and just vault through, like, the wooden gap that connects the window to the glass doors that mm, makes up the balcony. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw someone. I've like I've not actually really been in resort that much, but mm-hmm. I saw somebody doing it. I was like, oh, this is kind of lame. But yeah, it's also hilariously fun. <laughs> I I did it as a scab, and there was a just a bunch of scabs also <laughs> just vaulting through. It's like it's so funny because oh. in East. Uh, East second floor, um, you you know there or no that's right East third floor. Uh, there's like a sex section where there's essentially like on one end there's an unlocked room on the other end there's a locked room maybe it's second floor I can't remember, but anyways, so <laughs> but you can't actually vault through the open door to get all and you have to vault through like seven empty rooms like they're just like. There's nothing in there. There's just like the floor, <laughs> the bathroom, no toiletries, no bed. It's just like the stock asset they use mm. to build the room. So you have to vault through like seven of those to get down to the locked room. <laughs> but it's just so <laughs> comical and funny. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. But it was yeah, stuff I mean, like this is bound to happen, right? Exactly. And in fairness, it's actually, there's probably less than we expected. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's probably because vaulting just like it, it doesn't. It's quite restrained. Like it doesn't work in more places than you would. Than yeah, you'd, you'd want it to work in more places than it does. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably to kind of counter this sort of thing, I suppose. It's not just people going all over the place, but yeah, I mean, it was it was bound to happen. But for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. All right, I think that's going to conclude it for this extra long cast. Unless you got anything else, Kiko. No, all good. All good. We're going to go from this into some Tarkov. I'm going to go play. Nice. Do my Strem stuff. I might probably have to go and, like grab something to eat from the kitchen first, but uh, I'll go go and get on with some. I'm going to play setup today. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been putting that off. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Best of luck to you, good sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah. Thanks for tuning in, as always, and we'll see you all next week. Catch you later.